0: Walter makes a run ahead of him, Burkamp
1: suddenly changed pace through the centre, it's Burkamp. that's
2: magnificent!
0: The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally
1: stranded, welcome to a at wonderland we are an arsenal podcast well as a sort of a semi-lie this week because we're an astro world cup podcast now because that's it for now till boxing day everybody so um yeah anyway thanks for joining us we'll see you next week good night no we, we will be obviously talking talking about a few bits and bobs Arsenal later tonight but we will be doing some world cup talk as well so uh, if you're not really into world cup i mean i don't know who isn't really behind this one then this might not be the show for you but hopefully you stick around so good evening to everybody who's watching live and of course those of you in delay you freeloading scum my name is chris i am your host of course and i need Paul to be here with me Otherwise, I would just be talking to myself. Wouldn't be the first time, let's be honest. So introducing, first of all, the talent, Mr. John Welsh. John, how are you
2: doing, sir? Uh, I'm very good. Normally, it's me chasing the talent, but I'm happy to be the talent tonight.
1: He's going to say you, you look quite shocked when I said that, but I, I promise you it's, it's all true. <laughs> um, good to have you. And from the talent to the trash. Danny, all right.
0: Like my bio says on them, their Twitters, uh, I'm the Button Monkey at ABW. That's the the only service I offer. But I don't like the World Cup, so can I go? I'll be watching a every game. Uh, no.
1: No. Well, well, that's that's why mm. you're here. Um, mm. Although it's not really in your time span, is it, this World Cup? It doesn't really suit you. It's I'll
0: not nocturnal. Your... You'd well, have been brilliant
1: I... during Korea, wouldn't you? In America. Yeah.
0: Yeah, shithole though that was terrible. World Cup, like the South African World Cup, just rubbish. Hang on, which Didn't one? Like the, the Korea one. Korea, Korea, and Japan, rubbish. Shouldn't have had a World yeah, Cup yeah. there. Shouldn't World have had cup, it in what, South Africa. In, USA was good.
1: USA night is great. Internet
2: That's when I remember. John, is it Weird. me? Uh, he is a little bit lagging out occasionally.
1: Oh. Am, I, am I a bit choppy? Am I a bit yeah.
0: choppy? Just turn um, down the the bit torrent porn down low Do to uh, a dull roar. the tapping of somebody who <laughs> doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> yeah. i can
1: confirm no yes I, I can confirm i have no other windows open so uh,
0: we're in trouble are we all then.
1: good now are we happy now
0: it's better there so there we go
1: oh okay i, I haven't open i have i have nothing open but this 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 box i can probably you yes. that um good. right well, well we'll just continue anyway and and hope it improves um so we're going to talk a little bit about the Wolves games that we played most recently. Um, uh, Danny, I'll start in reverse. Why not? I'll ask you, first of all. We won 2-0, obviously. We'll come on to what that means in terms of where we stand at this stage of the season a little bit later on. But it was one of those games that could have been very different, got the points, wasn't exactly exciting, if I'm completely honest. But it was more just about getting in there, getting it done, and of course, annoying that angry bloke who got very upset last year. Don't know if he was there or not. What were your thoughts having sort of digested this game?
0: Well, the first thought is the magnificent start to the season. It's the third highest amount of points at this point after this number of games in a season ever. Top is Man City and Liverpool on 40. Next one is Man City, Man City on 38. And then it's Chelsea, Man United and Arsenal on 37. Our best ever start to a season like ever, totes ever. And the game was boring. But how many times have we gone to places like Wolves in the past and lost? They had no intention to play football. It was just a matter of playing 90 minutes, winning the game whilst having our players kicked and choked and stabbed and robbed and mugged. And that wasn't just because they were in Birmingham. It was uh, also on the pitch. How their players only got away with what do they get? They got two early yellow cards in the first half, I meaning the early part of the game, 37th and 46th minute. And then they got another one at the end of the game. And then you think, oh, the, most of the second half where they were attacking our players. And then you saw someone like, what was it? Um, it was either Party or Mug, Mar- Mug, Mar- Gabrielle, got a, a yellow card for just barely touching the Boke's t- um, T-shirt as he ran away. Uh, just absolutely ridiculous, the refereeing as usual. But unlike other seasons when we'd have lost a game like this or maybe drawn it and we'd have all been complaining that we'd been mugged off and robbed by the referee, uh, Super Martin Odegaard, the, uh, our wonderful Norwegian legend in the making, uh had one of the best games of his time with Arsenal. Two goals, man of the match, stunning performance. And that was with, after having that his, his partner in crime, the linchpin in our midfield, Xhaka uh, going off after 16 minutes because uh, he said he had vertigo, which is a little bit odd, but just going there and winning a game like that, when so many other years we'd have knackered it, shows what Arteta has done and it is brilliant.
1: I I was slightly concerned that Granite might might have shat himself. I'm not going to lie; I didn't realise. I was expecting to go full Gary
0: Lineker Lineker at some point,
1: (laughs) Mm, wiping it on the grass as he goes. Um, John, the the sort of go into the game a little bit because uh, you know it's it's a little bit slim pickings, dear listener. Not going to lie, this wasn't a thriller. But um, would you? What what did you make of the? um, I'm doing air quotes for those listening. The penalty incident there seems to be confusion amongst everyone. Was it offside? Was it overruled by VAR to say it wasn't a penalty? Was it a penalty, but nobody had a clue what was going on, which is probably probably the answer I would go with. But Saliba came across Gonzalo Guedes and clipped his heels. It, looking at the replay, I mean, it is probably a foul. Some people are suggesting that he saw the linesman's flag go up, which is why he kind of just didn't care. What was your sort of interpretation of that? Because it, could have been a different game if Wolves go 1-0 up. I saw their coach, is it Steve Davis? Not the Stuka player. I think he was having a good old whinge afterwards saying the game would have changed on it. And he, yeah, I I kind of drunk his tears. But he has a point, doesn't he? If they score first and they've got 10 men under the ball for the rest of the game.
2: Um, Yeah, so I thought in real time as it was going, my instant reaction was, (laughs) oh, fuck, that's a penalty. (laughs) Because Saliba had a couple of moments in the game. Like there was a back pass and just wasn't um, as assured as he has been. But for me, I mean, it was a foul. It was a penalty. So my understanding of the rules, and this is only my understanding, and I have no idea if this is correct, is that the linesmen flagged for offside, obviously they delay holding, putting the flag up, don't they, until the action has been made or whatever it is they call it now, whatever phase of play, <clears throat> and flagged for offside. Uh, VAR looked at it, and my understanding is that VAR said it was a penalty, but because the offside had been given, and that wasn't a clear and obvious error, they couldn't go back to correct the offside decision. Which, if you're a Wolves fan, must be yeah, we- really infuriating, because you're like, what the fuck is the point <laughs> of VAR then? Um, whether he was offside or not, I'm really not sure, because they didn't really show any replays of that pass, and like where the line was, they didn't, well, they didn't show a clear enough one. And at no point did they put up like a line on the screen. They just kept showing the Saliba foul, which I think was a foul and it was a penalty. Um There's an argument he could have even had a red card because he was, you know, last man as well, which I, I don't know what the rulings around that are anymore. That might've changed as well. Um So I guess if you're a Wolves fan, you're probably really pissed off with that because the only thing they really did in the game was they didn't, Play with strikers, they played with Guedes and Traore, who were really a more sort of wide attackers and just tried to hit on the break. And a couple of times they broke quite well, actually. And we were very uh, Guardiola cynical, you know, early Barcelona Pep style, make the cynical fail kind of thing, break up the attack. This player takes a yellow card, this player takes a yellow card sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I can understand why they felt hard done by it. Because it does tot- totally change the game, man. because then they've got something to defend and sit back on. And they, dis- I know they're bottom of the league and everything else, but they're obviously going through the managerial change. They're waiting for Lobotegi to come, be- come in, who I think will probably get them out of the mess. He's a very good manager. Um, but defensively and sort of as a unit, they work very well. You know, they use the whip very well. They do the low block. They defend pretty well. They're hard to break down. And they haven't really had a striker all season. Um, I mean, if Traore could find a pass or finish, Jesus, he'd be like one of the most expensive players he's, in the world. <laughs>
1: he's he's fucking useless, isn't he? That bloke, he really he's like
2: is. A he's, it is amazing how I mean, he's ridiculous. The pace he has on him—it's just like when he he gives a player five yards and still blitzes past them like they're not there. It's, it's unbelievable. Just to be that physically intimidating and that fast is is absurd. Um, so I think that incident alone, if the guy wasn't offside, then I guess, yeah, it should have been a penalty. And you know, Then you've got the whole who takes the penalty, well, did they score it and that kind of thing. And it does change the game. Um, I think on the balance of the game and the way it went, first half we weren't great. Xhaka going off obviously uh, did disrupt us. You know, Vieira came on to play in that role but was deep quite a lot in the first half. And I think you saw that in the second half when they came back out, they upped the tempo. We were playing a lot quicker to try and make gaps within the defense and pull players around. And obviously it did work and we we got the two goals. And and thankfully, I think, especially for Vieira, who's had a couple of wobbly weeks, like hasn't looked the best, getting the assist, I think, was a big thing for him. The run he made and the and the ball across was great. Um but yeah, it was obviously it was a big opportunity after Man City losing hilariously in the what was it, the 98th minute or whatever. Um, I think was the only prediction I got wrong all weekend with my football predictor league. <laughs> so I think I just I think I just put oh, like a uh, 3-4-0 Man City or whatever, whenever they're playing at home, pretty much. Um yeah, so I mean we knew we were going into the break top of the league regardless, but the fact that we went there, we won. Xhaka clearly wasn't the only player who was feeling the, whether it was a bug going around or food, not really sure exactly what it was, but Zinchenko looked like he was feeling it. Uh, I think Tierney was on the bench and was warming up and then at one point went down the tunnel. So he clearly wasn't feeling great and probably why he didn't come on in the game. Um, I'm sure quite a few of the other players were probably struggling with the same thing. So we weren't at our best. Uh, you know, one of our key midfielders this season goes off after 15 minutes and um, and everyone's feeling a bit under under the weather in an away game after a very long, you know, six weeks of playing every two, three days quite intensely to go and still get the win. Um, after starting the first half quite poorly, I thought, and Wolves being looking pretty solid and looking, I was worried going into the second half that like, if this continues, then... They're gonna one of these breaks that they get that they had a few times against us. They're gonna do something because Guedes was playing well. Troyore, although disappointing with the final ball, was still a threat. Um, I thought the Kinder Bueno kid they had at left back, um, uh, what's his Hugo Hugo Bueno, uh, looked really good as well. So they had some like exciting players on the pitch. And when you've got players like Moutinho and Neves, all you need is someone to make the right run, uh, really. And for one of those guys to get on the ball and make the pass. Um, But yeah, like it was job done, go into the break, five points clear. I still am not remotely thinking about winning the league or anything like that. That's still way away. That will not come into my head until maybe like the first week of April, if we're still top and like five points clear or something. I'll be like, hmm, maybe (laughs) I'll start thinking about it. Uh, but that's just not willing to get overexcited but, but we've we've had an amazing first half of the season the only disappointment for me is the Man United game which I still feel was a lot of that was down to referee uh, decisions more than the way we played because I thought it was actually one of the best games we played this season barring the sort of one or two lapses in defence um, and it's just it's all good news for us and if anything, I'm sort of ignoring that Man City are five points behind us because I still think they will go above us because they just are a machine. I'm, I'm looking more at third, fourth and fifth and continually trying to get that gap or keep it as big as possible because, let's be honest, this season was about get top four and if we can, you know, win a FA Cup or Europa League. that That was realistically the aim for the season, not to be competing for the title. The fact we're there at this point, still a long way to go. I think shows how well Arteta has done, the coaching staff, the players, um, even the guys who come in who aren't first choice and, you know, go and do the work in Europa League so we don't necessarily have to bring all the first-team players out all the time. The games haven't been as impressive with them, obviously, but they're still going out there and getting job done. Uh, it's just been... It's fun being an Arsenal fan. Like, I don't go into games worried anymore. It's really weird. I go into get, even a. You know, even in the game where you're only 1 0 up, I'm not like, oh crap, we're we going to continue. I'm like, no, we'll probably go get a second one. And then we'll just calmly see the game out like we have in mm. the, the season. When you, you look yeah. at the fact that
0: Haaland's yeah. got 18 league goals already and he hasn't played, he, he's only played and missed one game. And the yeah. Man City game, he was anonymous against. But yeah. just that, that alone will make us go, we can't, we, no one, no team should be able to compete against anybody who's got Haaland up front.
2: Yeah, it's mm. it's it's kind of it's interesting as well because I think it, um, just talking about the league more widely, um, I think you see what Arsenal were doing and what Newcastle were doing, and I know people will say, "Well, Newcastle got loads of money." Well, they haven't really brought that many <laughs> players in, like big Isaac names. Is about, about it, isn't it? Isaac and um, the Brazilian midfielder. <laughs> yeah, oh, they have that, spent
1: they have spent, spent oh, a bit oh, of money, they've, mind.
2: Oh, they have spent money, <laughs> but if you think in terms of what's actually on the pitch, week in, week out, actually, what Eddie Howe's gone in there is. Gone in and coached players and improved them. You look what he's done to Almiron Mm. and Sean Longstaff and people like that. And um, if you look at the rest of the league, it's kind of a bad indictment on the league that, you know, Newcastle are looking like the best of the rest, have got, I think, the best defensive record in the league, or maybe joined with us, Yeah. 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 You know, and Arsenal are top of the league. And obviously, yes, we have spent money, but you compare it to other teams and the relative amount of time we've been spending it. We've got the youngest team in the league and we're top. It, it's kind of absurd and it's a pouring indictment on, you know, Spurs, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, which is hilarious because, you know, making <laughs> them look stupid is fucking great. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really exciting time to be an Arsenal fan. And also, weirdly, it's kind of like, I think for fans of other clubs, of the sort of, quote, unquote, non-big clubs, you know, that aren't fans of Chelsea or whoever... A lot of them that I've spoken to want Arsenal to win the league. Um, We're sort Mm -hmm. of, you know how we used to be kind of back in the day where it was like, oh, I like watching Arsenal because they're fun to watch and they're not, you know, uh, huge money machines like Man United are or Liverpool or, you know, whatever else. I know recently we've spent quite a bit, but compared to someone like City, it's kind of a soulless team, I guess, unless you've been a lifelong City fan. Um, it must be exciting to see a team going, oh, someone else is going to win the league besides, you know, Manchester City for once, who have just bought probably the best striker in the world, who is a fucking monster. Um, whether that happened, Second.
1: Yeah. Second best striker in the world, John. Second.
0: Yeah. Well, well if, you're, okay. if you're playing in a dog and pony league, <laughs> you're going to... Yeah, oh, shut good. up. Yeah. Shut I mean, plus up. the fact we're out of the league cup as well, Chris. I mean, that's got to help, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I've kind of glossed over that because did it really happen if nobody saw it?
0: Yeah, really. but if it? I think, was it Femi put in our group um, about the, here we go, meant talking about the groups again. I want to go and find oh, the number shows. of,
2: yeah, the number of games that we like. Well, I mean, possible games, depending on how far we got. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I think that's kind of a blessing in disguise. And I think as much as Mikel and the players would always want to win every game, and obviously as a fan you do, I don't really care about being out of the League Cup It's like, Um, let City play all the extra games to get to the final and win it. That's, you know, that's fine with me. It's games we haven't got to worry about.
1: Man City play Liverpool, don't they, in the next round as well, which is... Do they? Yeah. Oh, that is good. Yeah, yeah, so that kind of just makes it even more tough for them. Um, Yeah, okay. Danny, I think John's covered so much of that, to be fair, which is ideal because it's less talking for me to do. Uh, but let's have a look well, what did you make of the captain's contribution for martin Odegaard then because i mean both goals is is no mean feat he i feel like he's just coming back into that sort of high high foot high level of form that he found at the start of the season you know he, he kind of started mid got really hot then went called off again now he's coming back that having a goal scorer for mild i mean i think back to Pires and Nürnberg, you know having that player who can break the lines and 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 really commit Really good finishes. I thought the second one in particular was a, a really good finish because it wasn't just hit and hope. He very carefully controlled that and found the corner. It was a very controlled finish. But he, if he has those goals as well, and he's he's clearly a sort of a quiet leader of the dressing room with that captaincy, just feel like he his performance was the the clear. It was a captain's performance, wasn't it, in that particular game?
0: And especially when you look at it, if you look at it simplistically, our midfield goes. Party there, Xhaka there, Odegaard there, as in one, two, three, bottom to top. And as soon as Xhaka went off, you can't put Vieira in that position because he'd be lost. So you had Odegaard kind of doing Xhaka's role, dropping a bit deeper and doing his own role and and covering for Vieira because, blessing Vieira, I'm not sure that he's going to be um, – well, I'm not sure if anyone knows his actual position, but we did see a couple of good bits from Vieira. that You can see why he was such a top assist maker in – in um uh, what are the, the liga nos is that the um the the portuguese league yeah it's it's, loads. Just,
1: it's not nos anymore because that was the sponsor it's just liga portugal now oh there you go mm, i found that out recently
0: yeah ah good um Anything and yes there. so uh he was he was doing more than the job that he usually does because normally he knows he doesn't have to look behind him because he's got Xhaka there um, gritting his teeth and taking out anybody who looks at him funny. And it didn't have that with him. And so to do all of that lot and the the goals that he scored, he was able to take his time as well. Now this is people are already making comparisons with him and Ozil and him and Bergkamp. Now you can't really make it with Bergkamp because Bergkamp was a, a forward. Who, who, who dropped back in his, in his later career and was filled that hole and made himself a legend. And uh, I think someone named a podcast after him. But I think it's fair to compare Erzl and Erdegaard, because they do play in roughly the same kind of position. Their job is to support the other players, get assists and uh, d- just run the midfield. And you look at the job that Erdegaard is doing this season at 22, I'd argue that it's right up there with Ozil. Ozil. only really had one and a half decent seasons with one really good and one half decent. And I reckon he's already approaching the season where Ozil was the half decent season. I don't think he's on the level where Urzel was where we had one that magnificent season. But at 22 to be doing that, and when Ozil was doing that with us, I think he was about 26. For a player like this to be this good and be captain of his country and his club have all that pressure on his shoulder. I mean, we all know that Xhaka is the real captain of the club, but uh, but to have uh, all that pressure and still be able to do it out of position, and covering for someone else, and away day in Wolves in the rain, wet in the cold, and at night, congratulations, sir. You've you've really shown <laughs> what you can do there. I'm very <clears> happy
2: about it. What what I really liked about his performance, and it has been the last few weeks, is the link up between him and Jesus seems to be getting stronger and stronger. When he first came to the club, he was very, um, like the understanding with him and Saka was there like almost instantly. He was always pulling to that right side and playing one twos and stuff. And he's feeding Saka back in. But now he seems to have a really good understanding with Jesus as well. Um, I mean, in the build up to the first goal, uh, I think the lays it off and Jesus does that lovely reverse pass for Vieira. um, who first touch takes it to byline, a very Man City goal and cuts it back. And it's just, if Erdegaard doesn't get it, then Saka's tapping it in. Um, the second one was, as you say, Chris, much more sort of cultured finish uh, than the first. But I think adding that part to his game is really important. I think he's on track. I think quite a few of our sort of the attacking quartet are on track to all get into double figures or higher, um, which can only be a good thing. Uh, obviously, it would have been lovely if Jesus had got a goal. And I think other than. He hit the bar, didn't he, and the keeper made a really good save from one of his efforts. Otherwise, he would have scored in this game as well. Um, but J- uh, Erdegaard having a player like Jesus in front of him, who causes so much mayhem with the defenders, with his movement, like how strong he is for his size is ridiculous, the way he can muscle defenders off. It just gives Erdegaard even more options. Uh, the, the step up that Martinelli, just every season, he seems to just go up another level as well. Um, and the fact, you know, Ben White has adapted to this right-back role now and, and made some really good runs. You've got Zinchenko and you've got Xhaka as well. Obviously not in this game, but they make those forward runs. Tierney, when he's playing, he has more players to find. It just gives him even more options. And because we are getting extra bodies into the box, like Xhaka being in the box and involved a lot more, it was obviously Vieira in this game, it opens up space for Odegaard to get into a shooting position. And as Danny said, because a lot of times he has that assurance, parties behind him, Saliba, Gabriel, we trust them that if we lose the ball, they're gonna the rest of the team's gonna drop back quick enough. But they can deal with anyone. All those balls into the channel because they've got the pace to follow it, track it down, hold up the play enough to you know to get everyone back into shape and into position. Um, I think he's quietly probably been one of our. I think Martinelli and Jesus are probably like the standout. Like you, you if you watch every week, they're the easy ones to point to best players for first half of the season sort of thing because there's so much more, uh, for lack of a better word, visible in the way they play. They get you off your feet a bit more and a bit more exciting. I think Erdegaard, this has probably been his best season because um, he j- just a lot of the stuff he does on the ball that doesn't always look very flashy, the way he finds little bits of space to open up an easy pass for someone else to then, maybe it's not the assist, it's the pre-assist or whatever you want to call it. Um, his work rate off the ball the way he helps lead the press you know directing players uh, he's just fantastic and it's very clear as well from the selections that we've had in the league uh, the way Arteta has picked the team it's very clear who the first 11 are like every week like if everyone's available it's very obvious that that starting 11 is going to be the team that will go out and play most games and when I see that starting 11 I look at the other teams in the league and I always think yep we could probably win it's only really mm. when you go to say Man City, and I don't know about Newcastle, maybe as well, they would be the two teams that I'm like, it's going to be tougher. You know, there's going to be some key individual battles. But most of the other teams in the league, I look at our, our starting lineup, eleven, and I just go, "Yep, we're going to win. We, we've mm. just got better players in every position. Everyone knows their roles. The the individual groups of units, the way the centre back works with his full-back... Or party in front of him, the way Xhaka works with Erdegaard or Martinelli or you know whoever it is. And it also it doesn't seem to obviously you do get some drop-off when you change some of the players out, but it's not huge. It's not like it has been in previous seasons where the drop-off is really drastic. Mm. It, it's a lot more balanced than it is now. And it's I think it's really interesting that Zip with Zinchenko um, and Tierney, um, just quickly, sorry, that that it's clear, you know. Both of them have excellent qualities, but in different styles of play. So the fact that you've got options that you can go, okay, in this game we need a more traditional left-back who's going to get down the line and is probably the better defender. But in this game we need more control in the middle of the park so Zinchenko's the guy to bring in for this game because he will tuck into the middle and, and do that role better than, say, Tierney would. But you sacrifice a bit of that defensive uh, solidarity that you would have if Tierney's in the side. I think Having those options is, is just fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think I'm right in saying that we are one of the most unchanged like I think it's only Brighton that have, have made less changes than us this season in the first team. Yeah. So
2: Yeah, having having that there. yeah, having that consistency in your defence and goalkeeper is so key. And and, and party as well, I suppose mm. you include in that in that defensive unit. Cause if you have that you can change things in front of it, and because that's essentially the attacking part, they're a bit more free-flowing, have more freedom to move about and change positions and stuff. But having that solid base to build on, which if you think pre, well, even when Arteta first came in, that wasn't there. It was chopping and changing a lot of players all the time to try and find the right balance. But we seem to have got that now. You've got the you know very cool-headed and totally chill and uh, calm Saliba. Next to the complete fucking maniac that is Gabriel <laughs> you know, in, in his aggressiveness, but they balance each other perfectly. You've got, you know, whether it's Inchenko or Tierney or even Tomiyasu at left back, they're not necessarily quiet in their demeanor, but they're not really like lippy with the ref or everything. Where you look on the other side, you've got Ben White who will trip a player up because it's funny and then look at the referee and go, oh, no, it wasn't me. It's fine. You know, look at my um,
0: toes. I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
2: And also, as well, big shout for Ben White, who I think this season has been outstanding. I think he's, yeah. he's he's up there for one of the players of the season so far as well. He's been so so good.
1: Yeah, right. Agreeing
2: with Newcastle, Newcastle,
0: Chris. That Newcastle are very similar to Arsenal, as in they may not on paper be the best team in the league. Oh, I forgot to take that uh, thing down. Uh, best team in the league, but they are playing together as a side following a young manager that they all believe in. I see so many similarities and and um, Miguel Almiron, if anybody watched MLS, was one of the best players in MLS for, for Atlanta United when they went and won the, the MLS trophy and won their league and the trophy. And then yep. when he first came over, I mean, he's taken two and a half seasons to do it. I mean, he was on the verge of being seen as a flop and now he's got a manager that believes in him, a team that are playing behind him and both Arsenal at the moment and Newcastle remind me of the George Graham days when he had a load of a, a load of quite young players that were all playing for each other and there was no standout superstars that were that were demanding the limelight whereas Man City seemed to be a team full of those superstars and they have to perform like that.
1: Yeah. Matt the thing with, the thing with um, I'm really pleased with Alron by the way because I remember when they signed him yeah. and I was watching a lot of MLS then and I said this kid's really good. Like he is a sort of because he was one of the first Young players to come here from MLS. It's usually the other way around. Old players from here go to MLS. Mm. He was he was the standout franchise player of that side. It was him and and um, Martinez, the striker, uh, who I think, if I'm right in saying, I think he did his cruciate knee at the end, the back end of that season for Atlanta, and that scuppered yeah. him getting a move to Europe. Um, and it, yeah, those those were the two big players. And Amaron came over, and yeah, I think. Everyone sort of jokes about the the Jack Grealish comments as what inspired him. But I think with him it's it's a little bit like what we're gonna need from Vieira. It was just he took a while to get used to the physicality of the league. And now he's he's on fire. But technically, he's he's very, very good. So I'm glad that one came off. And yeah, the, there is the Newcastle thing. I think with Newcastle, a lot of theirs is based on momentum though. Well, whereas I think ours is I think ours is genuine quality. And I, feel, and I feel like Arteta's has kind of crafted this. And I, I do agree with what you said earlier on about sort of Eddie Howe has, has coached some of those players, um, kind of coached those players into what they are or improved those players. I do agree with that. Um, but, yeah, they have brought in. I mean, Bruno G at, at Lyon was fantastic. He's He was a brilliant signing. I still think we missed a trick not going for him at the time.
2: Um, and even some of their,
1: like well not we did but we made an inquiry we didn't you know newcastle went how much whereas we went and went oh, if we were to go we'll with and Leo went no nah. do you want to buy him or not like don't fuck around um so yeah i think we, we could have missed out there and all the talk of paquetta being the one and paquetta is very good but but um bruno g is one of those players that he'll be at newcastle for two years and then he'll he'll go to one of the big la liga sides i think um not that you know this is not gonna be about money Newcastle will have the money but I think he's destined for bigger a bigger club um but yeah I mean the 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 trouble with the trouble with Newcastle is is it's like I say how much of that is momentum how much of it is gonna come unstuck if they lose I feel like they will lose a couple of games um and they'll probably drift down to sort of sixth or seventh, which is still really good from where they were by the way but unfortunately there is that you know there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Newcastle fans starting to pipe up again now isn't it and it, it's like mm,
0: I'd love yeah. it but, but um, Isaac it. hasn't even played that much has he so their main We've bloke who's injured, be He's been main injured yeah. yeah i th- i
2: think i think the thing with Newcastle to watch out for is like chris said how long does that last when the season restarts and um they're obviously ahead of schedule, sort of in the sense that, kind of like we are at the moment at this point in the season. Anyway, we're ahead of schedule in that realistically, this season was about top four and going as far as we could in the important cups. Um, no disrespect to the League Cup. Um, and Newcastle will probably looking at try and get Europa League. You know, uh, we'll take Conference if we can, uh, if if we have to, but try to squeeze into Europa League spot and slowly build up from there um and they're benefiting from the fact that you know liverpool were clearly in a transitional phase um chelsea are all over the place uh part of me feels sorry for potter but also you took the job at chelsea so what did you expect Um, i mean
0: if he hasn't had seen chelsea's Bam previous with managers, then he hasn't been taking notice. Yeah, so unless, unless in three seasons,
2: unless he's got reassurance from the new owner, I, I, I'm not sure what he expected to happen there. Because I do think he's a good manager, and I think if he's given time, he can turn that into a very, very good team again. Um, but it will take work. So you know, Newcastle are certainly benefiting from that, and obviously Man United being the complete fucking head case that it is um as well yeah that is that is the, the ronaldo oh i hate piers morgan but fuck me that's so funny just he's them from up. up yeah um uh, also interestingly have you seen the videos from the portuguese camp yet of ronaldo no.
1: arriving
2: yes yeah, is so, he naked no but there is um oh there's definitely those pictures are out right there uh um, yeah I know a guy if you want him, Chris. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a few interesting clips where I mean, I don't know if it's staged or not, but he's like going over to talk to Bruno, and Bruno sort of like shakes his hand and just like looks away from him. He's like, I don't want to talk to you. Or that's the sort of body language you get from it, and from some of the other Portuguese players. Um, so it obviously, hasn't gone down very well. Um, I never thought I'd say this, but if Ronaldo's not lying, I kind of feel sorry for him because from what he said, it sounded like the club didn't believe him about his child being really sick and ill. Um if that's true, then that's obviously Mm. that's that's the whole interview out there. I mean no, it's not out, is there's uh, bits of it, but it's it's kind of disgraceful. But from a from a purely football point of view, it's fantastic because it's cost them a bucket load of money, he's clearly gonna have to go in January. Uh, any Arsenal fan, by the way, who says they want Ronaldo, fuck off. You, should, <laughs> yeah. you can go and support whatever club he goes to, but it's not us. I
0: tweeted it. that yesterday. <laughs> got quite a lot of um, movement.
2: Yeah, please, please don't start that rumour. Fucking Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, it's going to cost them a fuck ton of money. They're going to have to get rid of him, probably pay him off. Um, they're never going to get half of that money back. And it's just made them look even more of a shit show. So for a, from a football point of view, it's 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 good for us. And the longer it goes on, the better. Um, along with a lot of these clubs with the sort of the behind the scenes sort of mess that's, that's happening right now. Um, it's just, yeah, this season's just been fantastic. And I, I kind of hate, normally I'm really looking forward to a World Cup. It's always exciting. Um, but because of the fact it's, where it is, the time of the season, everything else is. It feels like it's all come at the wrong time because it's just like we're on such good momentum. You'd be like, i oh, just give us a couple more weeks, you know, just to, to rack yeah. up a few more games and stuff." Um, but I, I guess should we talk about the the large, you know, elephant in the room that is the World Cup?
1: <laughs> we, we we will actually yeah just uh, because um, as I say it's slim pickings. I've just watched mm. that video actually. It's quite um, frosty, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, where do we, think we will go, do go the... before,
0: before you do the World Cup. If we had to hmm. put, if you had to put a shiny pound on uh, where he's going to go, where would you say? Do, do, you, know Unless, I, do you know what? You Okay, no, Real Madrid. Yeah, I it
2: think, wouldn't
1: surprise me. He could
2: because go back to Carlo
1: Madrid. Ancelotti has. Carlo Ancelotti has the sort of personality that that will will just bat off anything right you now that does. Florentino Perez is is you know he knows that he you know what he's like for a big name. They get him in six month contract with the option of an additional six. He's covered for Benzema, goes back there, scores a couple more Champions League goals to inflate his ego, goes back to Spain. Yeah, I can see that because I, I just uh, he's he's not going to go back to Sporting yet because I mean a they can't afford him. Um and B, I just don't, I can't see him playing in that level league. I don't think MLS interests him. I don't think America interests him. It, I think it, it interests Messi more than it does. Oh
2: him. no, actually, sorry, um, he can't go. I forgot he can't go to America,
1: can
2: he? <laughs> yeah, there's okay. a situation. Anyway. Yes. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, oops, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. he can't actually go to America. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, that that's, one, that's not gonna
1: yeah. it's no. not gonna work out too well, is it? So I think
2: imagine yeah, if, the next season, Messi.
0: Messi back at Barca, Ronaldo back at Real Madrid, and it would still be a shit league.
1: Yeah, or, or back to where we were. Yeah, I think yeah. there's more likelihood that Messi stays at PSG for another year and then goes to MLS, to be honest. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I th- it's e- it's either Real Madrid or it's-, or it's Chelsea, just because that guy hasn't got a fucking clue what he's doing, as either the guy who owns Chelsea.
0: Well, Avon and scooted. Phil both say um, Ronaldo to PSG. Could he do that for six months? No, absolutely not. There's
1: no chance, no.
2: No, would, the, would PSG, only, no, but would PSG not want to do that now that Mbappe's thrown his toys out of the pram, despite being the manager oh, and saying, you know, I want to leave if, again?
1: <laughs> I think only if Mbappe went would be the only reason they would go for him. And even then, the, the, the no, I just, the, the time to have done that deal was the year before they got Messi, like what, two and a half years ago when he left Madrid, that was the time. That they can hold oh, that. But, done. but
2: if you're PSG and you've got all that money and the owners that they've got, the idea well, of going... Well it's FIFA for football with them, it? Yeah, we, we, as well. we're gonna we're gonna let Mbappé go to Real Madrid, which is his dream. I mean Madrid if, him if, and if blah, Mbappe him And Then we can say we've got Neymar, Messi and Ronaldo. That's
1: yeah, if if, if Mbappe goes, yeah. which I think he he probably will look to do next summer, but by that time, Ronaldo will be you know 38, 39. I just I think it's a massive backward step if they did it, would be and it would just be a publicity stunt. So, yeah, well, it I, I, so. I
2: can't it's see PSG, it. so it makes sense.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, strange
2: things <laughs> they happen, are stupidly like, not Ronaldo
1: Sanchez for God's sake. So,
0: yeah, and one quick bit um, before you talk about the World Cup yeah. what Ronaldo said about uh Rooney, brilliant.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a bad being better looking like who gives yeah. a fuck like you know yeah, yeah. He, oh, but his career I, finished sorry, but, at 32 when, when people when people talk about you know who is the greatest of all time and, and they compare between Messi and Ronaldo it's, it's just it's not even a conversation it's not like Messi is just is so far clear it's untrue it he just is like for everything and yeah I'm sure Ronaldo does lovely charity work and I'm sure he does things off the pitch and that but he's also a massive bellend. Like, And I know Messi isn't exactly, you know, I know he's not exactly Mr. Personality, but Ronaldo, it's just, it's all about him. It always has been. It always will be. Um, and it, and it's all just, it is all just, look at me, look what I'm doing, look what pose I'm doing, look at the flex, look at that. No, it, it's all a circus with him. Whereas Messi just gets on with it, gets the job done. Um, and, and this argument of, oh, well, he hasn't won a World Cup, so he's not the best off it's so silly like look that the the world cup at the end of the day is a knockout tournament like if you're carrying argentina on your back for however many years like it's not all on him but some of those argentina sides that he's been in have been bloody awful so whereas ironically this year they might actually have a chance of winning it but um yeah i just nah i'm just i'm not having it i'm not having him i'm not having it um like, like yeah, sizes so, there. Ronaldo,
0: Messi, Neymar, FIFA fanboys will run out of tissues. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Um we are, as we said, from the off though, we are top at Christmas, so that's fantastic. We um I do think deserved the result overall. Um special praise, I think you mentioned it already, John, but special praise for for Ben White and Gabrielle. Uh well both Gabrielle's on the night. I thought Jesus was, was fantastic leading the line despite not scoring. I thought um Gabriel performance like that is what makes me wonder just how good Brazil's defenders are that they're taking because he just I know some people say oh he jumps in he's this he's that he's a very very good defender um and he loves defending I thought again he was he was really good in this game and uh and a special shout out for Aaron Ramsdale for mocking the Wolves fans throughout the game and afterwards that was Top that Banter. Yeah. yeah, he is uh, he's a sort of guy that if he's if he's your keeper, you love him. If he's the opposition keeper, mm. you can't bloody stand him. Um anyway. So let's um for kind of the rest of the show really, before we'll do questions at the end as a block, we've got a couple, but I did want to talk a bit about the World Cup. Um as we mentioned on last week's show, we are going to do a few standalone World Cup episodes. Um I think the plan is, although we haven't really discussed it off air too much, but I think the plan is rather than having the podcast uh on sort of you know re- like regularly as it has been, we are just going to kind of pop up whenever we're free and just do pods throughout the World Cup. So just keep uh, brilliant segue make sure you subscribe. make sure you hit the bell because then you'll know when we go live you see you see what i did there it's all like you know, i did the thing like a so uh yeah so do do subscribe on that not just on youtube if you're on twitch i know we have a couple of uh twitch um viewers oh, i can't remember the chap's name i've seen him in the chat already tonight Where is he gone? where is he gone sky he gone? is there
0: and so is michael in That's Sweden. It.
1: no who's the other one Welcome to Sweden. That's the one I was thinking of. So um, yeah, does yeah. any pops up? So the, the, the MJ, yeah, the one. That's the one. Your
0: internet so, there you is go. Breaking there. Is, up a
1: the is the So yes, yeah, so if I don't know, I have I honestly have no idea why. Have you got Ethernet plugged in? No idea. I have nothing. Yeah, I, I don't do Wi-Fi. It's all. It's all wired. It's everything is plugged in. Um, I can leave and come back in in a minute when you're talking. I'll try that i'll try that in a second but totally before i do do that do do that yes we are going to do some world cup shows basically is the long and short of that whole uh presentation if um we will be doing some world cup shows and we will be discussing sort of what goes on etc so i think rather than sort of going too deep into individual teams or whatnot i thought we just kind of look at the groups so, for those of you who don't know, the World Cup starts on Sunday, which is—is is that me or is that a weird day for a World I Cup I thought to it was start? Friday. It but bit, it's I don't not, know, It
2: feels a
1: bit Sunday. strange. Yeah, Sunday uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, probably very something odd. to do with
2: the, the when the leagues finish because there's no like gap. Like or normal. maybe
0: because of the country it's been yeah. held in. I don't. They have do isn't Friday their day of rest?
2: Uh, I, 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 I think don't know I think there. during the World Cup they won't give a fuck as long as it. Makes <laughs> it <matter. laughs> There's a quote. Mm. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, they're paying fans, <laughs> aren't they, to uh, to to mm-hmm. represent? Oh, it, it's all very. Bleh. Anyway, um, so leaving aside, you know, the stuff off the pitch, which we I think we covered on last week's show and our thoughts on that. The the groups. So Group A, we've got the Netherlands slash Holland, whichever you prefer. Ecuador, Senegal, Qatar. Um, I'll I'll do one of you per group. I think that's the easiest way to do it. So, John, I'll give you this one. Um. Well, yeah. I I'm guessing looking at that group, John. Would you say it's probably Holland and Senegal are the two favourites? I mean, Ecuador. I don't think they're a bad side, but you just on paper alone, that Netherlands squad looks pretty strong overall. I I would.
2: I would put yeah, Netherlands through, um, but then after that, I genuinely, I don't know. Um, Mane is out, I think. Is that correct? Is
1: that confirmed? or Because they've taken him, haven't they?
2: I think they've taken him, but I don't know if he's going to be available for the group games. He does play for Senegal. I'm not being an idiot, am I? No. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah. No, he um, um, is. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be honest, I don't know enough about Ecuador or Qatar is the other honest answer. So I genuinely have got no idea so just going on sort of previous tournaments i would presume senegal would be second in the group but i don't know qatar could be much better than i i understand they're obviously definitely going to be used to the climate um and that sort of thing chris has disappeared now so we can make jokes about chris and yeah. anything else you would like to say Dirty to pirate yeah disgusting pirate um but yeah i i don't do you know any of anything about any of the qatari players danny
0: actually i was looking through um their squad and i mm-hmm. thought they had natu- done a load of naturalization of brazilians and other south americans mm-hmm. it seems they've got a couple of african players a couple of french players and i think there was an iranian player so oh, they haven't, okay. but they have been stat padding their wins yeah. by the number of teams they've been playing in in pre-world cup friendlies i was amazed that I don't know if they're paying them to let them win, but they beat Albania 1-0. They beat Panama 2-1, Honduras 1-0, Guatemala, they're my boys, um, 2-0. Then they drew 2-2 with Chile. You think, how can – there's no way that team would be beating any of those t- – um, playing them. They beat uh, – or Canada beat them 2-0, which is good. 1-1 Jamaica. They beat Bulgaria 2-0, 0-0 with Slovenia. The USA only beat them 1-0, but that was, they are probably part of an invasion then. So, who will really, you expect them just to play the likes of Yemen, which they beat six six two? Yeah. But it's weird. But, yeah, they're
2: players. I thought they <clears throat> would so, be Brazilian. Yeah, so I, 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 it's hard to call. I mean, for me, uh, Group A, uh, and Chris is back. Um, yeah, so for me, Group A is Netherlands. And then, honestly, it could be any one of those three Um, because I don't know enough about the Qatari team. I've seen some of their results. Some of them looked quite impressive, but I don't know what the team exactly was out when they were playing Chile and people like that. Um, They're going to have the climate, home advantage, all that sort of thing. Um, Ecuador, South American, you know, again, climate might be okay. Senegal as well. Uh, So that group, I think a lot of the groups, to be honest, are a lot harder to call than people think. Um, but um, I'm gonna go Netherlands and then go for a surprise Qatar second just for a bit of fun. That, that'll mm-hmm. be my shout. Well,
1: we're, we're gonna give this a go. I've reset everything, I have no idea why Tintinet's wobbly. Do it is know, Virgin check Media, your power far,
0: settings, Chris. Rough if you, you know uh, no. your bottom left hand corner
2: oh don't start talking about it stuff on the podcast
0: <laughs> there's yeah. a little um white box little four little boxes you click on that and then you might be able to see something a little battery that says power options if you maybe go and have a look at that you might have it set to low power or something
2: But obviously, (laughs) listeners, we will do this after the podcast has ended and not during it, so you're not bored. We've waited ten years for this (laughs) podcast. Yeah, so so we will we will move on to Group B. Exactly, exactly. We'll do it later.
0: (laughs) We won't. We'll forget.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's usually fine. So I don't know what's going on, but anyway. Um. So Group B. So that is um some Sunday League team called England, USA, Iran, and Wales i think it's pretty much safe to say that usa and wales go through iran third and England bottom of the group um so now we've got that out of the way let's move on to group (laughs) c uh danny uh of course i'm trolling um or am i or am Uh, i because i don't know about you but i think that uh good old england fans who who'd have who'd have thought right this will shock you i know England fans getting getting ahead of themselves. Who who, who what could possibly go wrong? Because and don't who would bait them in our
0: WhatsApp group every chance they get? Well, there's only really three of them, isn't I, there? There's no, Carl, there's Ellis, and there's Josh. I that, f- I know
2: Femi as well. Yeah, but Carl's kind of. Is he? I haven't seen that. Carl's mm. not really fussed. To be really, fair, it's to, be, to be completely to be completely balanced. They get ahead of themselves just as much as our resident France fan does. So, yeah, there, no one's yeah, that bloody yeah, bad. Yeah,
1: no. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are world champions. So I'm just going to let that just that, let that
2: float across yeah, there. Yeah. Well, um, this World Cup doesn't count because they're not there anyway. So, right. yeah, fuck you all. Um, there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, that's but true.
1: I, but in all seriousness, though, I genuinely think that. England should go through, right? They should top this group, but Iran have got two very decent centre forwards, um, and I think they're a Carlos Kirosh, so they will bore the hell out of everyone. Wales, you you just never know. I mean, they are just that sort of everyone writes them off, and they just keep on going. And USA, uh, USA, they're a little bit kind of all over the shop. There's a lot of discontent over there about how they're performing, but. You never know, and I just, I just feel like England. I feel like they have to get a good off to a good start, because if they don't, I would not be surprised if they went out of the group mm-hmm. stage. I really wouldn't, or indeed finished yeah. second in the group and got a big draw in the in the next round.
2: Yeah, I, I, um, I think a lot of people are going to probably write Iran off without actually looking at who's in their team and who their manager is, and they'll probably do better than people expect. Um, I think you're right in that Wales. Could be awful when then Gareth Bale just picks the ball up and runs past eight players and bangs it into the top corner is the is the one thing they've sort of got. Um weirdly, I think, yeah, and the US they've got massive pressure because they've got obviously the next World Cup. And this is sort of like the build-up to that tournament of like we want you to do well so that it gets people hyped for the tournament We got it over here and the team's a little bit mature and more together. So Uh, I think this is one of the more difficult groups to call, uh, to be honest. Uh, England have the players, certainly. Uh, They have the squad to do it. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot harder than I expect.
0: I think uh, it is going to be a disaster. Southgate is going to get the sack after this World Cup because he plays shit-boring football. The USA plays shit-boring football. And uh, Iran and Wales will be hanging on by their teeth. And and, uh, we all know that uh, Gareth Southgate is an absolute twat. And he will want to play steady, lads. Steady. We've got the team to go out there and get to the semi-final under the right. I say we. I don't support England. One day I will when you get rid of Southgate and Kane. But they have got the players to go out there and do it all. And and Gareth Southgate will not do that. There are draws aplenty in that group. And I can see England, they're going to have to win one game. And they're all going to win one game against uh, probably Iran. But it's by how many goals they beat Iran by. And the rest of the games they're going to draw. They're going to draw with uh, the USA and they're going to draw with Wales. And then it will be whoever got the most goals against Iran, those two will go through. And I can see England finishing third in that group.
1: Mm Hmm. Because he's yeah. too
0: cautious, he plays boring football, and he's a he's a he's, he's a shit player, and he's a shit manager. I. Could get England to the semi-finals of the World Cup with that bloody with that amount of quality, and the FA need to look at that and go. We are this. Remember the the John Terry Lampard Ferdinand. All that generation was ruined by endless shit managers who didn't make the most of it. We want to get an inspired manager in like Arsene Wenger to manage. Imagine the beautiful football that side could be play could play under someone like Wenger. So Southgate out, third in the group, Wenger in. Onto
1: glory. No, I don't. I don't want Arsenal anywhere near England. Thanks very much. So if you could just Racist. eliminate that idea from your head, because I don't want any sort of credit going to to Arsenal. i um, um, for England. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. I think it's not a cut and dried think. And frankly, any manager that picks Eric Dyer over for Kira Tomori, uh, Tamori should should be sat on <laughs> on principle alone, to be honest. So um, isn't he doing wonders at Milan? Yeah, well, he's he's had a rough season, hasn't he, John? But he's overall, he was brilliant in their title-winning season last. Yeah, year. Much he was fantastic
2: win. last season, and he's playing Champions League football. Um, yeah, I do, yeah, I don't, you know. But yeah. what do I know about football? He only plays in Italy, so it doesn't count.
1: Well, now, nowadays, if you go and play outside England, outside the the glorious golden gates of the Premier League, apparently you're not good anymore. Whereas it used to be, if you went abroad, you had more chance because you were bettering yourself. And yeah. Oh, plus oh you've got
0: God. Iran will be executing virgins at halftime well that that'll be a, a highlight <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ They're
1: deflowering them and then murdering them at halftime Group if, C um <laughs> uh, Poland Argentina Mexico Saudi Arabia for Christ's sake let's talk about that instead ah uh, <laughs> yeah for, for for me there are two clear standouts in this group and they are Argentina and Mexico yeah what not not Poland I hear you all shout we've been here before every In time, Poland get to a major tournament. We all big up Lewandowski, and he shits the bed. um, And (laughs) I mean, to be fair
2: to Lewandowski, it's not really his fault. It's the rest. It's the ten players behind him.
1: Yeah, but they've got they've got talent in that squad, and they always seem to flop on the big stage.
2: And they don't they play very dull defensive football, and they just go, "We'll kick it long to Lewandowski and hope he can beat five defenders and a goalkeeper all on his own," despite the fact he's nearly forty now or however fucking old he is. <laughs> yeah. It's absurd. He's old um, enough.
1: He's old yeah. enough to not be doing TikTok videos. I'll say that that for now.
2: But no, I I think this is a. I would be surprised if it's not Argentina Mexico. To mm. go through that, yeah, be very surprised.
1: And by my own admittance, I don't know enough about Saudi Arabia to, to really yeah, again, a, a
2: team I don't know tons about, but yeah, I would just expect those two teams have got enough talent experience. They're not going to be as affected by the climate as um, some of the other teams from like sort of Western Europe will be, yeah. So, yeah,
1: and unless Saudi Arabia put Nick Pope in goal and Isak up front and Bruno Gimarash in midfield, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite know how that's going to work. Fabio, um, shah yeah, <laughs> I, I fancy Argentina to win all three games. If I'm, I think they are going to be one of the favourites for the tournament anyway. I mean, that squad. If you look at that squad, it's it's ridiculous. Like there's so mm. much talent, and that's aside from Messi. There's just so much talent there, and um, Mexico. I mean. Yeah, again, didn't qualify with. I don't think it was their best qualification in terms
2: of. I think just the very always been a well coached team that always got yeah. good players. They all play at a good, decent level around various leagues around the world. Um, yeah, good technical ability. They just know how to get through games and tournaments.
1: I assume Carlos Fella's there, is he? I'd be very disappointed. Um,
2: or oh, possibly. I, I hope know. he is.
1: I hope he is. Um, yeah, and wh- where would we be without without Mexico and the Blanco bunny hop? Do you remember that from all those years ago? He sort of put the ball between his legs and hopped past someone. That's great. Anyway, um, okay, so France, Denmark, Tunisia and Australia in Group D. So, obviously, France win all three games. No problems at all. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I, 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 in all seriousness, I think... I think, again, there's two clear standout sides here, France and Denmark. I think Denmark actually might go quite far in this tournament. Um, oh, I
2: think Denmark might win the group.
1: Um, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. They have the Indian sign over, over France and they've beaten them a couple of times in the past year.
2: Not uh, just that. I could see, I know it sounds stupid, I could see France shitting the bed against a team like Australia. Just I mean, because it, they could get so annoyed with a team literally parking their entire like well, ten they, players on the edge of the box,
1: <laughs> they only just beat them in the last World Cup, didn't they? I think yeah. they won a, a Giroud penalty. Yeah. Um, myself and Jeremy were talking about this on on this week's FFW pod, and and we were we we're, we're both all jokes aside, we're both slightly. Um, shitting ourselves I think it's fair to say we 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 uh, we, we are very pessimistic about France's chances in this tournament even though everyone's saying oh they're gonna be one of the favorites basically people are saying that because of Mbappe and because they're current world champions anyone who's actually watched France in the last 12 months will know that all is not brilliant and there are a lot of injuries that midfield has been decimated for a start but they do have the best defender in the world and Raphael Varane so that's always a bonus but yeah I, I yeah I think Denmark could potentially be a dark horse for it. Um, and of course, if they were to win the group, that could pit France against, I think it's Argentina, isn't it? Second stage, I think that's what could happen. So, yeah, I, Tunisia and Australia, I, I don't know enough about them both. Um, I gather Australia it not a vintage batch of players. And Tunisia, I mean, yeah, again, I think Wabi Kazri is still up front for them, which anybody who's been watching him in Liga on the season would chuckle. Um, I don't really see them getting out, but again, you know, who would have thought Senegal would have beaten France in the World Cup all those years ago? So, I, I just don't think it's. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I feel like France and Denmark will get through that, and I still would back France to win the group just about. But it will all come down to. It'll all come down to the the game between the two. I think. I think France play yeah. Australia first. <clears throat> um, Marot,
2: I, yeah. I, I think it's think it's, the it's the Denmark Denmark France game will probably be the decider. But yeah. yeah, I just I whatever it is with France, I just look at their midfield and go, that's not amazing. Um, mm. They also have players who uh, mention X of this uh, Gwenduzi, uh Rabiot, who like to throw a diva hissy fit at times. Um, They've just got that in their squad that they could implode at any point point. Uh, and you're right Wabi Kazri is in fact in the squad for Tunisia but Vela is not in the Mexican team
0: oh, yeah. and no Vela, no Giroud party will break the French goal-scoring record at what has got to be his last World Cup
1: well I mean he you know anybody anybody who's anybody who actually knows a bit about the, the French national team would tell you that Giroud should be starting ahead of any of those forwards, excluding Mbappe, um, you know. I know everyone bangs on about Benzema and how good Mbappe is and how good Griezmann is, and they are all brilliant. But Giroud is is the glue. He is the guy that makes that forward line tick. He is he is he's basically what Mbappe wants at PSG. He Mbappe wants to play wide. He wants a focal point in front. So Benzema will start. Um, I don't know if he'll start the first game because there is some fitness doubts around him. But yeah, I I would not be surprised if Giroud. Uh, breaks that record, and he will probably, if France win the first two games, for example, and they're already qualified, then he would he would play the third game. So, wouldn't be surprised. He's banging form for Milan. So, fair play to him. Um, shirt on this time. Well, I mean, again, if I had that figure, I'd have my shirt off everywhere I went. I'd literally go out like that every day. Uh, group B, e, who do you fancy, Danny, out of Germany, Spain, Costa Rica, and Japan? Because I have a sneaking suspicion that one of the big two. Germany and Spain ain't getting through this group. I've got a feeling that Tommy boys might just sneak past, and I have a suspicion it might be Spain that drop a bollock here because I don't really like their squad much.
0: Well, I always like to look at the the previous fixtures because I know a lot of teams are playing all over. But Japan have played nearly all of their um, games running up to the the World Cup, played them all at home. They beat the USA two 0 I mean, the USA are a decent team got smashed three one by Tunisia. I don't know how that happened. Beat Ghana four one. Which is uh, an important. I mean, that's a decent one. They only lost one nil to Brazil, and then they beat Paraguay four one. So they, they've got goals in them. So I don't know why they they managed to lose three 0 to Tunisia. Tunisia aren't that great. So uh, I would expect. Uh, I'd like. I mean, I'm going to be following. People ask me what team will I be supporting. I'll be supporting the teams that have Arsenal players in. That's the easiest hmm. way for me me to look at that. But Spain, I mean, has Spain got anyone who can score goals playing up front for them? I never, never know who they've got.
1: Well, I think they've got Morata, haven't
2: they? Navarro, <laughs> bless him. But they shouldn't. Uh, no, they've got Asensio, Fati, Ferran Torres. So yeah, Fatih, they're not, probably. they're not like the top line strikers that you see mm. in tournaments. But what I would say with Spain is that they have Pedri and Gavi probably, mm. although very young, two of the best midfielders at the tournament, and they also have ridiculous other like Danny Olmo, Jeremy Pino, Koke, um, uh, Biscuits, is, I think is his last tournament. Yes, I don't, their their defence is not as good as it used to be. Um, no. I think that's fair to say. But Le- I think in terms, really yeah, in terms of their midfield, I think they have enough in that midfield that will get them through quite a lot of games. Mm. Um, I actually think out of the two big boys in the group Germany are probably the ones more likely to disappoint. Mm. Um,
1: well I they haven't got an
2: out and out striker Germany have they? No but, but they, they never have never had one have they really?
1: Like not, since Well since not
0: since uh, Mario Gomez
1: or Gomez you know, yeah. <laughs> G- uh, Gomez
2: Mario Gomez <laughs> um, is closer with the ones two. Gomez so is a midfielder he for had. Dortmund.
1: Yeah Gomez did get make the squad in the end. I think he did didn't he? He's gone back to Germany hasn't he? He's got a lot
2: He's at Frankfurt. Um, oh, well, according to this website, Timo Werner is not in the squad. But... No,
1: no, Werner didn't make it, yeah.
2: yeah. No, he didn't make yep. the squad,
0: did he? Yeah,
2: yeah. So, I don't know. I look at the Germany squad and I'm like, there's lots of good players, no doubting that. But I, I just sort of look at it and go, I don't know how together they are as a unit. Like, And a lot of those players are all people who've had kind of weird season, like Kai Havertz has had a great season. Sane has been up and down. Nabri is good, but you know he's only really broken into the national team in the last few years. Um, I d- it's not that they're bad footballers. They're all clearly good footballers, but I don't know that they have the same identity that Germany did say when they last won the World Cup and the mm. style of play and everything. Um, so I do think you're right that Japan could probably surprise a few teams just because their work rate is fucking unbelievable. You know, mm. not the most talented team, but in terms of the the work rate they get through, and Costa Rica as well. Again, no real. Joel win. Campbell's going. Joel, yeah, Joel Campbell, Campbell yeah. is going thirty years old now. Jesus. Yeah,
0: um, he's no more than eighteen. What are you talking about? I know.
2: Um, but again, they're just a, they're an annoying team because they won't stop chasing you. Um, mm. So, for me, out of the two big boys, I think Germany are more likely to shit the bed than Spain.
1: Yeah, I would I still
2: if they both play to their level then they should go through it's the easy way to say it but I think Germany are the more likely ones to have a slip up
1: and as as Rudy said in the chat Germany I think' got some problems with fallbacks as well I think I think um I don't know I think I think you made the squad uh, Raum realm who went from uh yes behind yeah, to I yeah. think I think he's probably one of the better ones but for yeah. me Kimmich is wasted as a fallback and they haven't really got a huge amount of depth in those fullback positions so yeah a little bit of a worry for them. But looking um, at Japan's side, they've only bring in
0: four strikers, according to Wikipedia. They have got one who's got one goal in eight, one who's got none in ten, one who's got three in four, and another one who's got seven in thirty six, a young man called Takumo Asano, if you've ever heard of him. <laughs> so he is well, their top goal, in, goal top goal scoring forward, but the actual top goal scorer is who we know from Liverpool. And the next He's not one getting games at is, Monaco. Maya Tashida, I think he was at Southampton for a while, but he's got twelve goals yeah. in one hundred and twenty-one games. Tashida, <laughs> as yes. in Sardoria,
1: sort about now. Yeah. Where's the um, what? Uh, there, but, um to Takanosano? Is he? He was at Stuttgart, wasn't he? Is he still there? Or has he moved I on? I
0: think he is in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Reopen closed tab, and he is uh, Bochum. Oh, Bochum.
1: Okay. In the oh is
0: yeah, because that... he went to Partizan Belgrade. Had two brilliant seasons, and they wouldn't pay him, so he fucked off and left, didn't he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right, yeah. yeah a Bo- they,
0: a Bo- Bochum got in the Bundesliga or a Bundesliga five? Yeah, Bochum, yeah. On. Bundesliga, he's played last season, three in 27. This season, zero in six. Splendid business. Splendid business.
1: Well, um, <laughs> that's that group. Uh, three to go. We've got Group F is Croatia, Belgium, uh, frauds, Canada and Morocco. Go on, um, Jeff. I was going to say, I, th- I think we're all united in this podcast by saying, up the knucks. Uh, and there he I, is. I've, I've brought him on. I would love to see Canada get out. This Don't drink. you
2: talk about like my 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 mother like that? That's terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a load of crap! <laughs> After um, what John offered to do to
0: my mum before the show started, she oh, was quite God. enthralled.
1: Let's not go into that. No this, this, yeah. this group actually, I I think, is quite exciting because Morocco are, are an underrated set of players. They've got a couple of, of bangers in their squad. Uh, Hakimi is the one that everyone looks looks to, but I think they've got Ziyech. They've got a few decent players that i i, sort I feel like
2: um, amrabat yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel like
1: i feel like they're going to be one of those teams that either does really well or massively shits the bed i don't think there's anywhere in between
2: they'll then, probably be exciting to watch but not necessarily get the results one of those yeah. sort of yeah
1: whereas i think croatia you always associate with sort of well disciplined luka modric and probably no goal scorers because that seems to be what they do <laughs> Um, but they have got Miroslav Orsic, who how he's not played in Europe yet or in a big league yet is beyond mm. me. Um, Belgium uh, have all the talent in the world, but they also have Roberto Martinez in mm. charge. I don't think I really need to say anything else. They also have uh, they also have a massive fraud up front. Um, mm. even How's though he doing, Serie so are this season? He's been injured since <laughs> he's come, he's come back. Has he, he? Yeah. Uh, he's even played? But I mean, really. you know, but you look at that squad. Any squad that's got Kevin De Bruyne is probably going to, you know, going to do fairly well. But and then and then you've got Canada in, in the sandwich there. And I just sort of feel like that Canadian squad. I will hold my hands up as there. I don't know too much about them, but the players I do know. Obviously, everyone knows Alphonso Davies. Jonathan David is, has been brilliant for Leal for the past couple of seasons. He's been very good this term. They've got a player in midfield called Stephen Esca-, 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 Esca. I can never say. His- name Estacchio thank you there we go got it in the end um who plays in Portugal he's a quality player I think he's gone to Porto now he is he's probably a player I think who could play at a higher level I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see him in in a Premier League side uh next season he's just he's mental um and he'll kick anyone but he's really really good player and and I I sort of feel like if they for me Canada it's going to be one of those like fairy tale stories Or they're going to lose all three games and be gone. Like again, there's just no in between. Does anybody want
2: to? I'm excited to see uh, Jonathan David and Alphonso Davies. You you stacky owl or have you? It's taser? yeah. That's the yeah. yeah. He's got a beautiful moustache. Yes, I I immediately appreciate that. Um, Brain says Belgium, Croatia. Uh, I mean that's the obvious
1: yeah, yeah, that's says, the obvious choice. You know,
2: that that's the thing. But as you say, Croatia, can they score the goals? They can control games and keep the ball and very technically gifted and everything else, but uh when you're relying on the likes of Kramit uh Kramerich and people like that, are you really gonna get through? Morocco could be fucking um oh, who am I thinking of? Uh what was the World Cup? Was it Brazil when Colombia were like one of the most exciting teams to watch? Oh, James Rodriguez. And yeah, yeah. That. So, I <laughs> yeah. mean, Morocco Morocco could be that because they've got some very cool sort of flair, flashy players who like to do tricks and, and all sorts of shit like that. So they could be exciting, but equally they could do that and fall over and, and give the ball away in horrible position and lose. <laughs> um So, yeah, I, I'm hoping Plucky Canada get through. It would be very nice. Um, but brain definitely says if again, if everyone plays their ability, Belgium and Croatia should get through fairly comfortably in that group, but you mm. never know
1: yeah, 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 you never know they, I think Atiba Hutchinson still plays for Canada as well I think he was in is it Basshi he was that before you he, no, he's thirty nine and he's that old. In, he's in the squad yeah wow that's that's mental, and they've also got a lad uh the winger Buchanan. Who I forget his first name. He's he's Tejon. supposed to be. Is that his name? Taison Taison yeah. Buchanan. Yeah, T. he's supposed to Te- be pretty decent. Te- Taison, Te-
2: Te- well. Te- yeah. Taison Te- Trevor Buchanan.
1: Yeah. What a great oh, name! Yeah, I don't yeah, think he should be Club, in radio.
2: Club Bruges. Club Bruges,
1: so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, who are doing obviously brilliantly in the Champions League. Oh no, that is it. Yes, yeah, it Bruges. Uh,
2: yeah. Was it Bruges? who came it, through
1: Athletic Madrid. It, it was Bruges, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I get Bruges. Bruges division. They're confused. in the second division. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Bruce who got through. Um, so, yeah. So basically go on Canada is what we're saying there. And, and yep. let's, let's hope so. And uh, Jonathan David certainly is going to be one on the radar for Premier League clubs come January. You would have thought. Um, okay. Group G Switzerland, Serbia, Brazil, Cameroon. I don't think you'll find anyone who says that Brazil aren't going to win this group. Cause I mean, that squad is obnoxiously good. Um, I mean, just the forward line alone is absolutely brilliant. And they're, apparently they're taking Richarlison as well, so that's cute. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that side is just ridiculous, Brazil's... I mean, the fact they've got the, probably the two best goalkeepers in the world alone. I mean, it's just like... And they've got an in-form and fit firing Neymar, which, you know, obviously on his day can do wonderful things. And they've got the best striker in the Premier League. So that's good. Well, I guess the battle then is is probably for second place... I guess you'll be backing the Swiss, John, for, for granite alone. Um,
2: um, I mean, kind of I'll, be I'll be cheering the Swiss because you know how much I love my granite. Um, but I think it's going to be harder than... Switzerland, again, very well drilled, know how to get through tournaments, work through the group stages, get into the knockout, all of that stuff. Boring. Just say it yeah, like it is. They are, they are a bit they <laughs> <boring. laughs> yes. terrible to watch. Um, Serbia... Don't have the best squad, but they they've do Mitrovic. have um, and Um, Vla- they've, they've got Vlaovic, they've got Mitrovic, they've got Milinkovic, Savic, Tadic, Tadic as well. Who's you mm-hmm. know, uh, Jovic? Um, they've, they've got a the lot itch- of itches, they've got a lot of itches. Ilic
1: is Kostic Serbian. Uh, have I made that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, they're going to score Max, goals. Maxinovic yeah. as well. So yeah. I think they're going to probably do a little bit better. So I think it's probably a straight shootout between Serbia and Switzerland. That yeah. is not to discount Cameroon, but this is not the Cameroon of years past who always did quite well in tournaments. So
1: Just no Samuel f- <sighs>
2: That's disappointing. Well, that's that's one. <laughs> uh, they do have a 33-year-old motting going. Oh, um, the jammiest, jammiest footballer it- on the planet.
1: Is is L'Oreal Legend Abubakar still knocking on in the Cameroon? Spot, yes, is, that? is he still there? Is still it? there.
2: Yeah. Uh, And Buemo is going. Rigobert so, Song. Like, he must be still they've, there. They've they've got. Don't get me wrong. Manager, Cameroon mm-hmm. Cameroon have got good players. Um, you know, and uh, yes, yeah, Song is indeed the manager um he was having times. trouble pronouncing some of the players names wasn't he did you see that
1: mm. <laughs> That surprised me oh do you, do you remember when heart. do you remember when cameroon tried to reinvent the wheel and they tried to make that all in one kit and it got oh, banned yes, do you remember that, yes. <laughs> that was area, was it? like a leotard yeah, yeah. it was like a full all of white like shirt and shorts all in one it was like a cyclist's uniform and it got banned because it was like skin tight and none of us could have pulled it off my God! imagine having adam at a
0: triore of rules i know he doesn't play for them
1: does he no no, no, no he's not. Imagine having him in that with those thighs. It would look like cool. one of those Russian shoppers. And one thing's for sure if they had released those kits, Josh probably would have worn it on holiday. That's the yes, only thing I would have said. That, yeah, that is
2: 100%. true. So. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Cameroon are decent. They're not. They're not um they're not as good. Oh god. If you're not watching if you're not watching the podcast, the uh image is flashed up and it's not pretty.
0: Josh um, actually made that and gave it to us. That's how uh, well, uh, I think Josh's mum
1: made that. I don't know if Josh. Yeah, true. <laughs> um
2: but yeah, they're, they're not as good as the Cameroon of old. Um but I still expect them to put up a decent fight. Uh but yeah, Brazil should walk the group. Uh I've got them as favourites for the tournament. I just think their squad is it's unbelievable the talent they've got. Um, when you have players like Gabriel Jesus and Martinelli who might not even start games, just as mm. an example, in one area of the pitch, uh, it's kind of absurd. So, mm. um, just yeah, for me, the thing I look at with, the, with Brazil. I mean, yeah, I is, mean, what,
1: 76 now, is he? I think that's uh, he's
2: 38, he's not the oldest tournament player at the tournament, though. Danny, Alves Danny is Alves. there. he's 39. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's um, gone as a cheerleader, though, hasn't he, really? Yeah, he's more of a junior, cheerleader, but you've still got Marquinhos. Bremer is the one who I thought might have been not in. So, yeah, I thought um, Gabriel would have. Ma- yeah, Gabriel Magaes might have gone. But, mm. you know, Alexandre, Danilo, Alex Tellez, uh Militao. Danilo.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, and they've got, obviously, Fred. I know people laugh at that, but when he plays for Brazil, he's very good. Bruno gamerez Casemiro. Frugé. Fabinho, Pekar, and then the forward line is yeah, it's just absurd. So mm. they they know how to do tournaments. Then this is more important to them than probably any other country. Uh, the way they view the World Cup is the biggest thing, literally in the world. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're they're my favourites. But yeah, I, I hope Switzerland get through because I love granite. Um, but I think Serbia. Might, might just do it. Might yeah, I've got, I've got got a feeling
1: Serbia might be the ones behind Brazil, mm. I must admit. Cameroon, I, I freely I don't know enough about the African game at the moment to be able to judge properly. I didn't watch a minute of the African Cup of Nations when no, it was did, on. It? The final was hilarious for Salah. Yeah, it's so. It's, it dare be. I say, it's a bit corrupt for African football at the moment. There's a lot yeah. that goes on, isn't there? I just... Oh,
2: not 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 like the World Cup though. That's perfectly
1: fine. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> all. That's all good, clean, wholesome fun. <laughs> Straight as uh, a needle. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Group H is the final group, which is Portugal, Uruguay, Ghana, and South Korea. Uh again this is a group I look at and I go on paper any one of those four could potentially qualify. I'm I'm really torn because I like a lot of Portuguese players but I can't stand a lot of Portuguese players uh, and I don't like Portugal. Uruguay again there's a few players that I think you know there's, there's Uruguay one of those sides nobody would want to play them they've got a long world cup here heritage etc. Ghana, obviously, we'd like to see do well for Thomas Partey and the fact that it's another African team who went went deep into the tournament last time. I think I'm like saying this is the first time Ghana and Uruguay will meet since the Suarez handball as well. So that should be quite quite mm. spicy. And yes. then South Korea, I'm really torn because I really like South Korea, but Hyung min Fraud can go fuck himself. So, so he's do you know what well I mean? It's so it's like, fun. you know, I'm a little bit like, yeah, and Korea have got some fantastic kits as well, which obviously gets a big point in my box. But when
0: you look I... at the possible starting front, too, for Uruguay Suarez without a club, Cavani, combined age of 70. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I think Darwin Nunes is probably going to be the starter, isn't he? And I
0: imagine well. Cavani
1: will be a sub. But uh, well, then you also I... look at the back for,
0: for Uruguay um, is Godin Martin, correct, yeah. and, <laughs> and Godin,
1: combined age of 71. <laughs> How old is Godin now? He's got to be 39, 40. 36. Sure. 36. 36. Yeah. 36. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Cacera is still playing. Five, so
2: yeah. so Quartes, many players. This is Jimenez last World Cup.
1: Jimenez right there, is decent. Um, Atletico yeah. Madrid.
2: Quartas. Uh, Varela. Person, yeah. Uh, obviously, Benton Corp. Uh, obviously. Uh, Vashino, Valverde. Mm. Um, the other Torres um, so yeah, Uruguay really hard team to play against because again they will run all day and bite you if they don't <laughs> like you very much. Uh, Korea, much much the same but without the biting. Um, and Uruguay
1: have probably like you mentioned, Valdivia is probably the best midfielder in Europe right now. So I mean, that's, yes, he's he's definitely easy. up there. he's
2: up there with Pedri and uh, and Gabby and the like. Um, Ghana, I don't think this is a vintage Ghana team. Um, mm. I'll be honest. It would be nice for Partey, but at the same time, I fear that for us, it'd be really nice if they went out of the group stage and he had a couple of weeks off. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Get them out. Send them home now. Don't even send them out there. Uh, Portugal, I would put as, again, one of the teams that I would expect to go very far in the tournament and have a shout of winning. I, I think they're probably, if you look realistically on paper, I think the best, probably four teams at the tournament, and I hate to say this, it's probably Portugal, Brazil, France, and, I really don't want to say it, England. Do you really oh. think Portugal are that good? Because I, I don't know. Like there's, I there's just lot of
1: good players. but I, I just know. think they've
2: got very, very good players. Um, they've got experience. They know how to win tournaments. It, they've got talent all over there. All in various because it's not just like it's talent just up front or midfield. It's it's throughout the squad and through the part, uh, spine of the team. Um, mm. I think they're a lot better. Again, they won't be particularly exciting to watch. The, the teams that they the teams that they can style on and keep possession and just play around and they'll do that. But they also know how to be you know Greece Euro two thousands just sit yeah. back and defend and and hit on the counter. They could do that all day long. Yeah, um, grind
1: out. Who's that yeah. coach, by the way, Portugal now? Is it still Fernando Santos?
2: It's still it? Santos, yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, no, they, they've got that also continuity in that as well. So mm. I expect Portugal probably win the group. And then I would say Uruguay. probably Uruguay. But mm. South Korea have definitely got a chance um, just because they're such a pain in the ass to play against.
1: See, I've got um, I've got Uruguay winning this group. I just have a, I don't know, there's something in my loins. And then I'm fighting out between Portugal and South Korea for... Because yeah. that that career side is quite a lot of experience in there, isn't there? If I mm-hmm. right in the yeah,
2: way. I, d- I so. don't get me wrong. I don't I don't think it'll be an easy group, and I don't think there'll be like clear wins. I don't think it's going to be like Brazil who will beat most of the teams in their group quite comfortably. Mm. I think Portugal might nick a one nil or like two ones and things like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think Korea and Uruguay probably straight shoot out for second. Um, I just don't think the Ghana team's is as good as it used to be. Um, yeah. yeah, and for and for selfish reasons, I hope they get in the group. So part yeah. of it's the rest <laughs> yeah yeah Got a no,
0: little I, I, on I, oldest I players if you're interested because formerly knows that ask is tiago silva the oldest player to play in this world cup well in this world cup the oldest is um this one here is alfredo Talavera's for mexico he's 40 Jeez. and then Hutchinson, canada 39 pepe portugal 39 uh is Calchum, that the yeah, is that, that. the that's the yeah. Pepe. Oh, yeah,
2: the, the red card magnet, Pepe. Wow,
0: that's mental. He's an angry man. Then Karashima, Japan, 39. Dani Alves, Brazil, 39. And uh, one for the Netherlands, Pasvir. He must be a goalkeeper. Oh,
1: Pasvir, the, the grey-haired gray, goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Tunisia... Balbouli, 38, Thiago Silva, 38, Ronaldo, 37, and uh, Australian Danny Vulovic, oh, at 37. But how about the oldest World Cup players? I'm only going to the top few. Can you name any of the uh, Um
1: the I'm sure a guy, yeah, Roger Miller has got yep. to be up there. Yeah, uh,
0: World Cup 94, he was 42. He's uh, the third oldest.
1: Wasn't there a Saudi Arabian who was quite up there? No. No? I'm looking at
2: the, the oh, top this. three.
1: Mexic- Mexico.
2: It's got to be have? goal. It's got to be goalkeepers, right? Yeah. Surely, I'd must imagine. be goalkeepers. do not say that. Um, Roger Miller's the
1: obvious one, I think.
2: Not like Lashin or someone like that, is it? No. Yeah
1: how how far an back? Egyptian
0: player. Helped. Oh, in the history of the World Cup. Oh yeah,
1: there's that Egyptian dude who was like 43 or something, wasn't there? Who 45. Just kept 45. Goalkeeper. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. I remember that now. There's an yeah, the
0: ex I... Arsenal player. Oh god. Played in goal.
1: David Hilliard. Irish. Man, uh, <laughs> Irish. Oh, um, Pat. Uh, no. yeah. Jennings.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Peter Schilt. The oldest is um the Egyptian at forty-five. Uh, Mondragon of Columbia at two thousand. Oh, Mondragon. Oh, yes. Mondragon 43. Yeah, forty-three. Valderrama
1: must have been getting up there when he last played as well. I would imagine.
0: Uh, he's not in the top. Even Seaman's uh, right down the bottom at thirty-eight, but. Uh, Roger yeah. Miller was third, Jennings fourth, Shilton fifth at 40, Dino Zoff, eight, World Cup
1: 82, was 40. Um... I'm pretty sure that the Nigerian USA 94 all at least 50 as well. So that probably counts. <laughs> On their passports, they were like twenty four, twenty-five. <laughs> there is no way Daniel Amakachi and Finidi George were under forty five at the USA Night four cup. Really? <laughs> Carnu was about seventy eight at the time. <laughs>
0: David James was thirty nine, uh, Jim Leighton. 98, Leighton was yeah, yeah. thirty nine. So it's obviously his squad. And Andy Stanley Gorham? Matthews for England was thirty nine. Yeah.
1: Andy Gorham at Scotland, how old was he when, when they um, played in Brazil? And um uh, when Scotland played Brazil, Andy Gorham must have been up there. When well, no. I was in, no, no, wow. no, Andy Gorham It goes down to at the age of thirty-eight. So there you go. Well, bugger mm. me! What a question that was. <laughs> um, good stuff. Okay, well, we're not going to go through the if this team wins, this team will play this team. We'll, yeah, we'll do yeah, that. Yeah. We'll do that when we get there. Basically, we'll cover that sort of when the rounds are done. But um...
2: my 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 early prediction. For what the final will be, and I haven't looked to see if this is possible, but I'm just guessing because they're on different sides of the draw. Brazil Argentina final, that'll do. Yeah, that's, I what think, the, that's what everyone. That's what the TV want. I yeah. think
1: France Argentina is is what I'm leaning. Is towards.
2: one? I think they're one side of the groups. yeah. They're C and D aren't they? So they could dodge each other, but meet in the sense. I think.
1: I think only only. Brazil and Argentina can't meet in the final, isn't it? Of the biggins. I think they have to play, the, the oh, to play each other in the I semis. Think, yeah. I think I yeah. think I've got that right. I could be wrong, but yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I, I the only the only bold call I'm gonna make or the only thing I'm gonna I mean we we we've all we I think we all kind of agreed Denmark might be one to keep a, a little yeah. eye on. Um I ha I have a a weird inkling that if one of the big three don't win it, and by the big three I mean France, Brazil, Argentina I wouldn't be surprised if we got a new like first time winner and out of the blue you you know, a, a Denmark yet. or a, yeah. you're going to go for Canada, aren't you?
0: It's going to be a Qatar Brazil final, and Qatar are going to win, and then just show how corrupt football is.
1: Is, is, that, is that Blatter going to sub himself on in the ninety fifth yeah. minute? And, uh, and the, 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 the
0: owner the of ball. Qatar will will be uh, top goal scorer of the tournament. <laughs> well, the,
1: the
2: referee will take his mask off, and you'll see corrupt. Infantino underneath. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And Jerome Valk will play in Platini for the winner. Yeah, yeah. It'll be and, all. It'll be all great. Fantastic. And the
0: Qatari leader will be playing in boots made of diamond and the tears of slave labor oh,
2: uh, i sake. do i do feel slightly weird about watching it part of me is like oh maybe i shouldn't and i'm just like, if i had nothing else to do i wouldn't watch it at a protest yeah.
0: because they're bastards fuck them yeah. they've taken I a mean, the not- beautiful game which we all know has never been
1: corrupt up until this day
0: it's <laughs> all over for it
1: <laughs> the whole such wholesome clubs like Man City and yeah. Chelsea. And- yeah, I mean it's it's ridiculous because
2: I, I watched the 2018 World Cup in Russia, and that was exactly like yeah.
1: Look, the, the thing is. And and we said this on last week's show, and we'll say yeah. I think it's worth saying again is at the end of the day, um, you know, if you're if you're if you're watching it as a fan, or if you work out there and you're covering it as a journalist, or whatever, that's your job, then it is literally your job. So you know, it, it, there there is nothing wrong with. Taking a moment and thinking about what's going on, but if we're all completely honest with ourselves, if if you go to your fridge, uh, Danny especially, God knows what you eat. I'm sure we've got stuff that's been farmed by Jeez, various well, that's means. That's why I'm doing this because I got fucking stomach ache. Well, there yeah, you go. The I'm sure we've all bought. You know, I don't know where this is made or by which yeah. seven year old child. You know, who's stitching it for three pound an hour? Like there are week.
2: Eat, well, yeah, more yeah likely, exactly. Yeah.
1: But the, and I'm not saying that that compares with the deaths of, of migrant workers. And, and it, again, I think we said last week, I watched that Netflix documentary. It is, it is really interesting. Brutal. It's well worth a watch. I think it's four mm. episodes. And it, it is mind boggling. And it really opens your eyes to just how much bullshit goes on at FIFA. But um, the bottom line is you can, you can be as holier than thou as you like. If you're a football fan, you're going to watch it. You just are. Don't lie to yourself. Don't pretend yeah. you're not. Don't sit on your soapbox and say, oh, "I think it's bloody wrong." You're going to watch it, all right.
2: I, I, like I would also, I would also say, anyone who's not going to watch it, I totally respect you. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's been times in the build-up to this that I thought, I don't know if I can bring myself to watch it because it is. Mm. What difference would it make if any of us went? I'm not watching it for morality reasons. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Too
0: late. <laughs>
1: and, the, the one thing I would say is I don't think I'm going to enjoy it as much as I would in the summer because it just it just feels wrong and it's not just yeah. about the fact that Arsenal are doing so well and we'd love to see us carry on this run we're on and obviously that's part of it but it just doesn't feel right you yeah. know having a World Cup and not just having a World Cup in the winter but there's been no build up there's no friendlies mm. there's no like training camps I was well, watching France train was... train tonight in Clairefontaine and it just seems soulless it's like so it's so odd
2: like the it just one doesn't feel thing right. I will say that. I have enjoyed is Gary Neville being made to look an idiot and feel very <laughs> uncomfortable. When have I got news for you? Yeah, um, ah, David, He, put, David forward, he, with he put forward a very, very good argument about, well, if I'm there and I'm commentating, then I can talk about it. But then obviously they brought up the fact that you are taking Qatari money, Gary, which you could have mm-hmm. said no to. Um, yeah. The if, if people outside of the UK, if you don't know the comedian, there's a very good gay comedian called Joe Lycett, mm-hmm. who I just don't often does... Book. Uh, who often does little campaigns against different companies or things, uh, sort of as a protest. Um, and he's done a fantastic website called Benders Like Beckham, um, <laughs> because he said that David Beckham was his first like football sort of icon fan that he really looked up to. I think I believe I'm right in saying Joe Lysett's dad used to be an actual football manager at quite a high level. He does yeah, actually know right. quite a lot about football. Um, mm-hmm. But he's put up a website, and if David Beckham does not basically turn down the money, the Qataris have probably already paid him, and step away from being an ambassador, he will take the equivalent money, but in thousands rather than millions, and um, <laughs> and shred it live on the website, <laughs> uh, which is very funny. Um, yeah, so all of those things that have come out of it, I mean, it's come out of horrible reasons why they've had to do it. But I have enjoyed it watching, you know, very famous, well-off people who do not need an extra 10 million or however much money because they're already absolutely minted come out and try to fumble excuses as to why they've done the things they have when it's just been done out of pure greed. Um, mm. You know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, that that has been pleasurable for me. So it's nice to see more um, sort of publicity and highlight raising of of those kind of things.
0: Yeah. I'm not and I'm, against it for any moral reason. I made a mental list of my top reasons why. I'm not doing it. I'm not making a stand against anything. Number one, it should not be held in a country that don't play football. Bullshit. Their league is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Number is. two, the World Cup should not be played in December. They're my top two reasons. Mm. I'm not going. I mean, Then all the, the, the anti-gay stuff and all that. That's wrong. But it's not something I really give a fuck about because it doesn't affect me. Some of my friends are gay or part gay. And for them, I feel bad. And Sophie was talking about it, it who's a friend of ours, and she she's a very tough woman, and she was nearly in tears talking about it because of all the years, and I mean, she's nearly 50, or she is 50, all the years she's had to deal with with oppression against her, her sexuality. Now, that for that, for her and some of my friends, I feel for them, but that's not one of the reasons why I'm again. I mean, that's it. That's third. But the other two, personally selfish reasons, they should not. It's like Saudi Arabia have been given the Asian Winter Olympics, mm. where they're going to have to make snow. <laughs> That's the kind you of thing you're you? fucking dealing with. Mm. There's, there's, what what, they this, what, near what
2: Danny's, Danny actually means is his number one reason is that the group games, one of them kicks off at 10am. 10 10 a.m. That's a.m. <laughs> four on my list. <laughs> so he, he won't actually see it. <laughs>
1: I so won't see any of the games until yeah, so the evening, which is one, one game a day.
0: I'm not one of them uh, podcasters that's trying to make a moral stand. Now My moral stand is number three in my list of reasons why the World Cup should not fucking be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, I, and I do agree with that. I, I have listened to a few podcasts and, you know, I won't name names because, uh, you know, it's not really my place to do so. But I have, I have heard an awful lot of, of holier-than-thou, you know, people, oh, I'm going to make a stand, this is wrong, that's wrong. It's like you haven't said shit. For the last six months, but because it's now coming up, you now feel you know it is popular, isn't it? Might get like, some
0: traction as you're as you're an influencer. Yeah, I bet you yes. go fuck yourself. I bet yeah. you go go to Qatar and fuck yourself and end up with your head chopped off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go. Make do a that. stand. Go there. Potential gay. Make a stand that way. Me and John are going, aren't we, John? Hand in hand.
1: Oh my lord! Of I
2: God. I am not that brave. So, no. Yeah, no, I would um, I would Danny. I would go to Qatar and I would be gay and hold anyone else's hand but yours. I wouldn't even (laughs) hold your hand in this country.
0: (laughs) I couldn't (laughs) hold your hand, John, because I think you could possibly turn me. Because you are a whole hunk of man. Well, should we, we e- two sweetmans sh- that you'll be trying to babe. Oh, no. should
2: we shall we um, do some questions before? <laughs> yes we'll, we'll, it's we'll,
1: we'll 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 whip we'll whip through some questions to finish because I feel like we've come off on. the end of the come off the end of the <laughs> diving board here. Uh what questions did we have? What what were they? <laughs> there you go, I've highlighted it. <laughs> so, okay, so, so I asked, do you guys think FBA started in FBA? No, that's somebody else. For FBI started investigating FIFA because USA lost the hosting rights to the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder I be surprised it was a massive stitch though again watch the documentary but it, what's it, yeah, what's I think the documentary even, it called uh it's called fifa uncovered i think it's called something it was, like
2: that and they you, and they don't pussyfoot around they, they really do they go straight David into Con, it yeah. the
1: journalist is very good in it very very good <laughs> yeah. uh as is shaka hislop who's actually a very underrated journalist um uh, and, oh, and who's yeah, the other probably. who's the other trinidad guy who's in it um oh he used to play for Birmingham Brent Sancho is in yeah. it I haven't seen him for years cracking anyway um yeah it, it's very very good and and I think I think even Set Blatter you know for, and and he does strike me as like um he's just like a really creepy old man isn't he but he, he I think even he said that he was it was a bad decision like <laughs> the most corrupt man in the world um and then they have that bit where the guy comes on and throws money at him and uh, it's it's worth a watch it is worth a watch um but yeah i think i think we take the point from size question there um, so if
0: you're on if you're on netflix looking for something to watch ancient apocalypse with um easy for uh, you to say graham Hancock. Graham, hang. I have been watching his stuff since he was on the Jones Well Show oh, in about James 1996. As one of the ancient, ancient history stuff, but that's another one to go and watch.
1: Mm. Uh, I may get, I may give that a, a watch. Although I think John will approve of my.
0: Oh well, Chris. There you go. He's self-censored at fucking yeah. last. There you go, John. Question for okay. you from Sky. What will the rest of the Arsenal players do in the break? We gotta keep momentum. Um, so there is talk
2: of some friends that. Uh, being organized. Um I believe a few clubs around Europe are looking at doing this. So whether they will be televised or behind closed doors, I'm not really sure. I assume because the World Cup's going on, they won't allow them to be televised and they probably won't have fans in. I'm not really sure how that's exactly going to work. I'd expect some more weather training, so they'll probably go to Dubai um, at some point as well. But yeah, I'd imagine some kind of games against, whether it's our Premier League teams of players who haven't gone and some other clubs around Europe. I know there was talk of possibly Milan and some teams from Spain and stuff like that. Um, so that's what they're going to have to do, really. And it's kind of... Not really sure how it's going to... Oh, there we go. Look at that. Danny is hot on it. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who's not watching, uh, we have 10 days off, the players, uh, until the 3rd of December. Uh, oh, since so the 3rd of December. But um, they're actually back on the 28th, so that's a bit weird. Uh, they're back on the 28th of November to play Watford. Um, and then there's a warm weather camp in Dubai. And then they're playing Leon in Dubai and Milan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then come back home, and they're playing Barcelona at the Emirates. And then the season will resume um, the 26th, is it? It's the first game back, isn't it? Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Day West um, my fat things yeah. that list
0: off the number 26 when I was cutting a bit,
2: <sighs> That's what I thought. I, <laughs> I implied that, yes. Um, so there you go. I don't know whether those games are going to be televised or not. I've got no idea. Um, well, there's money to be made if they do, so they probably there's hurt. money to be made, but with a <laughs> oh, it'll be on the
1: arsenal.com site, won't it? For like eight quid a minute, yeah, Nine, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. like
2: that. So, yeah, the players who haven't gone, they'll be doing that and trying to keep them at a level of some sort.
0: What we didn't do is, um, no, no, oh, god, no, this one, it had a list of all the players, how many got from each team going to the world cup mm. Man City 16, Man United 14, Chelsea 12. Uh, the scum eleven. We've got ten, but I'd make that uh, we'll have uh, eleven when um, Gabriel gets called up when um uh, and Tani Alves ha- breaks his stroke. Frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you got uh, is it this one? I can't. I can't see the numbers now. Oh, yeah, it was this one. Brighton with eight. Leicester with seven, and only Liverpool with seven of to which two are goalkeeper. One is a goalkeeper who.
1: Which one of the goalkeepers isn't going to play? Is it Alisson or is it the... Edison? probably won't play in Alisson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alisson will play in Ederson. And we all know Liverpool are finished clubs, so they're a rather... Yeah, they the are. That's so all good. And uh,
0: then you've got some other teams like Everton. I have got four on West Ham. I have got five. And then oh. Mighty Bournemouth have got two. Do. So there you go. Did you, you know go.
1: as well, fun fact, that I, I didn't realise until I heard it, heard it this morning, apparently you can actually call players up uh, forty eight hours before the the um uh, season starts, starts, before the tournament starts. Yeah. I so the- that's Gabriel's going. In, in theory, <clears throat> these squads could change. I saw Christopher Nkunku took a kick in in France's training tonight, and there was a bit of concern about him. Like so, so there are still
2: possibilities
1: that that yeah, because they
2: name be they name like extra players that are outside the sort of within the fifty-five yeah. or whatever they call it, don't they? Yeah. And then if someone goes out injured, they can pull. Someone they can in. bring
1: them back in. Yeah. 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 So
2: I didn't yeah. realise that because I always just assumed
1: it had to be like done, you know, yeah. early. But yeah, apparently they can call them up um, beyond. So mm. there you go. Um, yeah, sorry. I don't know what happened with the internet there. I just all crashed. It's a bit of a shit show on the internet front tonight, isn't it? must be the weather. Anyway, Rudy asked, what do people think about Vieira's performance against Wolves? Um, just briefly, my five pence worth on this. Much improved. I think you touched on it earlier on, John. I think he's had a bit of a sticky spell. He's got potential, hasn't he? He's got huge potential. And I think the biggest thing that's going to hold him back at the moment is that he is quite slight. And I think it's not so much that, that affects his ability. What it does do is it makes him a target for the opposition to just bundle him off the ball and kick him off the ball. Um, Fabregas had it when he first broke through. Season and a half down the line, he bulked up a bit. You see the picture of um, Smith Rowe as well, since he's... He's, so he's been uh he's jacked oh, up God, oh, he. christ
2: he's been if on I, the special if i was if i was a lady or an illegal person in qatar i'd be quite excited <laughs> looking at that picture. he's he's been on the hemp
0: protein hasn't he? He,
1: yeah. he, he yes he's had the horse tranquilizers yeah he's um yes. he's been doing good <laughs> stuff so <laughs> he's been made the most of his drip
0: doctor yeah. um, subscription Family nasri. that nasri don't want now that no. nasri has got a, uh, a mcdonald's savers card he is a big lad these is. days, um, but
1: yeah, no, I, I, I think Vieira will be fine. Uh, anything you guys want to <coughs> add? I thought he was. That, no, that I performance think was good for him, wasn't it?
2: Te- technical ability—he's got no worries at all. I think first half he struggled a little bit, and he was playing a little bit too deep when he got further forward. Who's absolutely fine. The run he got made and the pass, um, mm. and you saw a couple of times he was really good at breaking into the box, and I think. Mm. The best we've seen of him actually is either the final ball delivery or when he's got into the box to try and get on the end of something, his movement's really good. Mm. Um, The problem he's got is that his best position is probably where Erdegaard plays and he's unlikely to get the spot ahead of him at the moment. So it's about him playing slightly different positions where he's not going to be at his best. But as you say, I think it's more learning the league, bulking up. And I think people also forget, you know, he only really started playing last season yeah, broken and it was season, yeah. it was kind of really from halfway through the season that he was playing regularly so mm. he's only really had six months of like solid football at a Portuguese league level so the Premier League is another step up from that um mm. so yeah I, I've got no worries at all I think he's a he's a fabulous player and he will definitely improve yep. yeah
1: yeah I completely agree
0: he's good that he can see he's aware of what's going on around him which is very yeah. important yeah.
1: yeah and and technical ability he's got in spades which yeah. you know, at the end he of the day a like cheeky
0: back heel he oh, does
1: yeah. he
0: does like yeah. a cheeky back heel but we've had we've got previous on this eddie was all skinny and wretched and now look him and uh yeah. was a bit and so was Saka. we know yeah. how to bulk our boys up and it doesn't just involve them coming to live with me <laughs>
1: no no you're right they're very easily done with the right equipment and uh colony etc um Mm-hmm. That question you just had up and then took it off the screen, Craig. What do you think of Turem at Nice' potential party replacement? Um, not, not yet. Basically, is what I'd say to that. He's got. There's plenty to like about him. Um, he's. I how to describe Turem. He's kind of. He's kind of all limbs at the moment. I feel like he needs to be. He's got the build for it. He's got the size for it, but it, the talent. I just am oh, I I
2: Sorry, I got really confused by that. I was thinking of Marcus Turan. <laughs> oh no, he's, he's... in Germany.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the other one. Yeah, so, L-
2: Lilliam's Lilliam's son. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus Marcus, Turan Ma- is, um, Marcus is Lillian's.
1: Yeah, Marcus yeah. is Lillian's and Kefren Turan is is the gentleman in question. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. No, he he's just. He, I I think he he's the sort of player that if he if he ended up at somewhere like Villa first, um, you know, we would really see what sort of a player he is. He he isn't sort of on like the Calavinger or Schumeni level that went to Real Madrid. Um, he's just a step below that. And he's not actually getting regular game time at Nice at the moment. So uh he's behind Aaron Ramsey actually, Fun enough, in that side. So um, yeah, I, I do like him. I think he's a very, very good player, but I don't think he'd be Arsenal level at the moment. if if somebody would have said to me about Parte right now, um obviously we're looking at this Danilo fella in Brazil, Douglas Luiz has signed his new deal. There is still some talk that we might revive the Tielemans situation maybe but one of the ones i would have a look at is um is sangare at psv who wasn't brilliant against us in the home leg but he is a monstrous midfielder ivory coast international um again he's got the size he's a good pass for the ball he's got good vision he's, he's strong in a tackle uh good leadership qualities he's he's a monster um and he's kind of like a younger version of fafana at, at lance and a lot of other people like but he's probably getting up there in age now so yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having a look at Sangari personally, but that's just me.
2: Just um, quickly on, on the other Turan, the Marcus Turan, he's out hmm. of contract in the summer.
1: He um, is, yeah. Bayern Munich are sniffing, aren't they? Apparently. Yes. I would not be surprised
2: uh, if we went and had a look.
1: Mm, yeah, he's had a very good season in, in Germany. He's uh, obviously been called up to the France national squad as well for mm-hmm. the twenty six
2: He a striker or a left winger. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Far better as a striker, in my opinion. Yes, but um, yeah, 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 he definitely he has that sort of Giroud quality of of a uh, mm-hmm. centre forward, if if you will, without the mm-hmm. rippling abs. Maybe, um, yeah. Okay, good stuff. Any others, Danny? Any others that you picked? Um,
0: I was busy looking at um, people being horrible to monkeys, and I'd spin those people.
2: <laughs> up I mean, of all the things that you could. Uh, really doing, okay, I, I see one from Phil Macker. There, there we go. Yeah, sorry. Which,
1: Which gunner have the, best, will have World have the best World Cup? Hmm. I want to say Martinelli just because he's the one that's in so much good form, but I don't know if he's going to play.
0: Yeah, um, I think Martinelli would depend on how well they do in the first two games, and he
1: might get the mm-hmm. third game to shine. Or he might, or he might be end up being like a sub because I mean he's not getting in ahead of Neymar or Vinicius or well, Jesus. I was looking at his um, previous games, he?
0: through, but he's virtually not played. In the last no. eight or nine games, he's had a couple of sub games.
1: But but am I right in saying Brazil use the, the they use the false nine, don't they? So oh, Neymar no is idea. actually the centre forward. Yeah, but I think they and play then, Rafinha yeah, and, and Vinicius. Vinicius. Off. Yeah, I personally don't rate Rafinha as highly as everybody else. I thought he was the big fish in the little pond at Leeds. Uh, he was decent at Rennes uh, Scored um, a
0: good goal for Barcelona, a, a, a header from a mile out when it hit him in the head.
1: Yeah, but he hasn't really... I think quite a few of the Barcelona fans have been a little bit underwhelmed. So the amount I, of the money they paid for him has well, been yeah. mugged. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was a slot for Martin Le to take. That would be the one I would imagine
2: that he could push for.
1: But I'm saying other than Xhaka, that...
2: Switzerland to the semi-finals. Come on, Xhaka. I, I feel Jack, Xhaka will be the most consistent of all the Arsenal players but well, the one
1: the one we're overlooking is is William William Saliva because there is a very good chance that he could start in mm. center of defense.
2: I've already point
0: quoted point. Mr Chris Carpenter 2022 <laughs> saying it's Varane and the other bloke that will be playing and Saliva won't get a look in
1: uh well yeah but who was the other one because if we're going back to when france had a fully fit defense i would not know who the other one is i barely
0: know where france is
2: i would i would also (laughs) give another shout to one player who might have a pretty good world cup because i'm guessing he's going to be quite busy Is matt turner
1: yeah yeah if is he the starting keeper
2: for us i think he's the starting yeah number one yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: okay okay yeah so he could well be busy yeah um Personally, I, I would just, I would love, I would love to see love it. Saliba and Varane. Oh, that would be, because mm. I, I just don't I know. I, France have got quite a lot of good central defenders, but with Kimpembe being now injured now, I just, I think Saliba's the one in form and him and Varane is, Varane's kind of a good complement to Saliba in that he's a bit more rough, you know, rough mm. and ready and, and the older of the two. Um, yeah, they've got Makano there. They've got the Hernandez brothers, one of which is going to be at left back. So, yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if Saliba was, was in in the end. I hope he is. I really hope he is. Um, the
2: the obvious first pick out of all of our players going would be Saka, but that would rely on Gareth Southgate playing <laughs> him, doing his fucking job, <laughs> and not, not putting start, him at left back. No, he won't even start.
1: No, no which is fucking criminal. Yeah, um White that. might creep in, though. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Tommy it, Asu
2: Tom... as well. Yeah. Tommy Asuny, yeah. Shout. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, uh Rude so basically Not just rude. named all the players without yeah, I it. mean,
2: it is. Yeah, no, to be fair, though, because all of our players are basically besides, weirdly besides Ramsdale and Saka, two of our most important players in our actual team, who are yeah, top of true. the
0: league, don't really get nation. Yeah. their nation. Pickford hasn't yeah. won a Premier League game for seven games in a row. But our resident Japanese expert formally knows has said that um, Tommy Asher has been declared fit by the Arsenal physio. mm. So
1: you've got a good. foot question That's there, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, foot gaming. Why is my team so difficult, especially for Jeff? Uh because it's um it's a diabolical go, game. <laughs> That's why you fucking No, we, we all play it, but we all know it's a bloody broken mess of crap. You're still um, playing it though, aren't you? Yeah, me and Jeff still play it every weekend. No, Although Jeff knows we're what only... he's doing. I only did chance for the first time this weekend, and I got I got ten wins and bottled the eleventh win on the last night. But I did get Gabrielle as one of my rewards, so I'll take that. But uh, yeah, it, it's um, unfortunately being a man who's nearly forty, I, I think my time for gaming may be passing me by in terms of the old quick responses on the sticks, as the kids say. I think John's got the right idea playing more like um, more games that are quite chilled out and relaxed rather than yeah. high-paced sports games.
2: So, oh yeah. I, yeah. I have I have not bought a FIFA for years. Um I was considering getting this year's one just to play with the younger boys like Ellis and and Josh and Josh and such, but I'd imagine I'd get my ass kicked. So yeah, thought, I've never really better done better against it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never done pro clubs, and I find career mode used to be my my, my bum fiddle, mm. but it got a bit samey. So Ultimate team is the only competitive one, and unfortunately it's all about who spends the most money and who abuses the broken mechanics the best never mind uh but i'd be intrigued about gaming if if you uh, uh you, you'll have to tweet me and let me know who who you are and i will um i'll i'll, I'll chat to you about it uh anywho any others or Is that a lot we uh, did
0: ask a question about um serbia but we did actually make this point with all the strikers i've got we think they're oh, yeah. probably going to do quite
2: well in mm, their yeah. group could, could yeah. be dark horses you never know they yeah, got some very good players. Uh, I what, think that. What, why is it
1: everyone is so racist about horses? Like, won't anyone think of the the light horses? It is. It, it troubles me. You know, the light horses are just as good as the dark horses. You know, what why what, what, what's going Fuck on? all horses. <laughs> no horse in the game. you Don't trust uh, an animal that fucking big
0: that doesn't eat meat.
1: Fuck it. And you would know.
0: <laughs> fucking would do. I'd eat it to show it a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> show
1: it by eating by
0: consuming it oh, george sean's mum today said oh a friend of hers that a her friend's friend has just bought their child a pony for its birthday i said if anybody would have bought sean a pony i'd have shot the fucking thing <laughs> fucking pony get a <laughs> grip
1: if, if uh if peter are listening or rspca there's yeah, a famine on Danny's views are
2: his own get <laughs> great yeah. danny be well, nice and get it to drag into the food bank and then shoot it there yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah my whole food bank, I'm Fucking loaded. <laughs> <laughs> gold coins made of
0: chocolate. I don't fuck about.
1: We'll pay or we'll pay us then, you tight shit. <laughs> we make um, nearly £50 pound every six months from them. Oh, dude. Have you found my adapter yet? Yeah? That was
0: your primary job as podcast. Yeah, right? I do that as well as the highlight and everything. There <coughs> you go. There's your wages. Actual co- gold. Real gold. And I Real. pay one gold coin. I don't. I, I eat it for them real good what you get
1: <laughs> that is what we're paid for oh, yeah. girls um right i feel like that is as good a point as any to uh to end this shit for another week um as i before i was rudely cut off by my internet supplier i was just about to tell you john i'm i'm off to watch the new hellraiser film this evening so Ooh, that is that's my. Uh, i haven't seen it yet but i'm gonna give that a little look so um that's my evening viewing But um, yes, as I said in the middle of the podcast, if you're not already, do hit the follow button, do hit the bell for notifications when we go live. Um, If you are a Twitch person, um, feel free to spread the word, you know, because we are trying to build the Twitch community a little bit. There's only the same couple of people in there. So, yeah, do feel free to spread, spread the word uh and the youtube and of course you know where to find us on the socials we do actually have an instagram page although i don't think we use it very often but oh, is of course there. we fucking do we use it every time i do anything you, well, I you know i know you tag me alone. in it but there's nothing like on it that sort of i know other the pictures we, we recently had one we're
0: 37 likes, 5 46, 14.
2: <laughs> oh, 400. Just get on with it. God. 90. <laughs> we
0: had a video that Harry Kane in goal. 490 like, look, like oh. looks I don't know what the currency is on there.
1: Well, hmm. all I will say is we don't have a TikTok because we're not 12. All right, good, but everything else we have got um, and until we get cancelled on Twitter, which I'm sure is coming, um you'll be able to find us on there. So that's the best place to find us etc yes. and so on um and cheap plug if you do like uh french football you can find my podcast as well at french football weekly which we usually retweet on this pod account because i'm a whore and i don't care that's what it's there
0: yeah yeah you work hard christopher you you steal whatever limelight you can get from us
1: well i wouldn't say hard but i work you well, know you i do work. i do my bit for well, you turn uh, up i turn up Unlike I I rest I was going to say, Stand I have bugs. been very consistently consistent. This, I've been the Thomas Partey of podcasting this year. I've been very consistent, uh, and I haven't done anything, allegedly. Anyway, let's move on. Um, so, right, that is the end of the show. Uh, thank you all for joining us. <laughs> this has put me on for trouble. Good stuff ahead time, please. Good good stuff. Um, but, yeah, please do give us a like and subscribe, et cetera. We will be back next week. Obviously, there's no preview shows anymore because there's no bloody games to play. uh, And there'll be no post-game shows because there's no games to play. But we will be doing some podcasts. They will probably be under the name of sort of ABW Football Hipsters kind of combo because that's what we do. Um, But they will be under the ABW logo. So they'll be tweeted from the pod account, etc. So look out for those. Um, Some rumours that we might have a female on the podcast. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, look out for that. Uh, And Josh, probably um we're in in, well probably probably will if england win a game so in that case he probably won't turn up and we're in we're in deep negotiations to to bring ross back because i love ross and i want to talk to ross but i'm not sure how much he's going to get to see but we'll we'll try and get him on i think carl's going to come on i'm sure john will do a bit as well so uh yeah we will we will do some pods they just won't be set in stone they'll just be as and when we fancy it we've got a free hour or two on we pop so look out for those right that is it then thank you very much for joining us uh, a show that was supposed to be an hour and went for two hours but you guys don't <laughs> mind do you what else have you got to do? You're here with us but uh thank you so much for watching if you have been in the live chat thank you to you all much appreciated and to everybody who downloads because without you lot as i always say it would just be us lot waffling to each other and nobody wants to hear that so john thank you very much for your time this evening pleasure as always sir good stuff best of luck to italy in the work oh uh, and and Danny, you have to be here. I had to be.
0: I just keep looking at John's mirror in the background. and wonder how much time he spent looking at that whilst busy.
1: <laughs> he turns that angle so that he keen, get a, uh, it's you know. much like American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> oh and with
2: that image, uh, what more I really I wish now? I had Huey Lewis and the News queued up then to just stop that. <laughs> that would have been brutal. <laughs>
1: Oh, dear. Right. Uh, that was about Cat Wonderland. It was sort of an Arsenal podcast, a little bit of World Cup and an awful lot of waffle. That's what you come for. Uh, do look after yourselves. Keep it Arsenal. Uh, good luck to whomever you may be supporting in the World Cup. Uh, I think I speak for everyone when I? I say, if you're going or if you're anywhere near there, please be safe. We'd like you to come home. Uh, we will speak and to you very soon. And don't be gay. <laughs> Christ on the mic. <laughs> Oh, Danny, shut this shit off. We'll see you next week. Take care.
0: Hold on. my mouse is having a moment. There we go. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. You nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? (laughs) So I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it, so when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, Microwave immediately and get the brown sauce on them and Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.